right, here we are with Star Wars Pitch Black, a Fellowship Game, Season 1, Episode 6. We are in March, February 2021, and my name is Devin. I'm playing the Framework Playbook, specifically the Overlord, the Lord Marshal of the Necromonger Horde. And with me we have today... I'm Stephanie, playing 411KM, a droid, and the Air Playbook. I'm Nicole, playing General Dreadnought, Arc Clone Trooper, the Tinker Playbook. Peter as Shining Peak, the Nelvanian Force Mystic, the Ogre. Ian, playing Sicarius, a Harch, the Spider Playbook. I'm Holden, playing Zevan Dre, Human Jedi Knight, the Lantern Playbook. And the name of this episode today... Wait, is that everyone? Yeah. Yes. And the name of this episode today is Dear Doctor. <laughs> so, where we last left our heroes... Um, you had engaged in a siege on the planet Hoth with the Necromonger Horde to stop them from retrieving an ancient Zepho artifact, the Stellar Intelligence, said to be a supercomputer of unimaginable power. Um, you broke off into different teams. Uh, 411KM went to the Prophet Mandalorian chapter house to convince them to join the fight. Um, Sicarius and Shining Peaks went into through secret tunnels to try and head off the Horde and get to the Stellar, stellar Intelligence and sneak it out from under them. Um, Zevan Dre with the other Jedi went on their ship, the Necrobor, to attack the air and ground forces. And uh, Dreadnought, the clone trooper, uh, went with some furlings and went to find an ancient crawling fortress from their uh, more warlike heyday, refurbish it and bring it up to speed to fight the ground forces of the Necromonger Horde and draw attention away from the tunnels. Um, everyone has succeeded beyond anyone's wildest expectation at all of this. And so... Uh, we bring ourselves to this session. So um, we're going to bring ourselves right back to 41KM. Uh, you are among the Mandalorians. They have all, you know, they're cheering. Your 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 sibling, Eternal Finance's body has been taken away, or their head, basically, and the Lekarongers have left. Um, the Mandalorians have gifted you with some of their best soldiers, and you've also, like, hired on some mercenaries as well um, to return to the rest of your group if you see fit. But really, uh, my question to you is, what action are you going to take now that the, the fighting is continuing out there and you have nothing left to do here? Oh, well, I guess I should probably return to the group and maybe help them out. Okay, and, you know, bring the cavalry because you've got yes. a bunch of war droids with you that you can spend with bonds of service. Yeah. Yes. Okay, uh, who would you like to rejoin with? There are three teams out there right now. Um, who's on the ground? Dreadnought is on the ground with the ground team and some of the Mandalorians that are, like, doing the ground battle. And the Crawling Fortress and the Furlings and the Wampas. Okay, then that would probably be the easiest for me to get to. I will go in that direction. Sure, they'll get you a vehicle and, like, drive you over to it and stuff with your with your crew. Right, okay. Easy enough. Somebody here owns a speeder car. <laughs> Alright, so we'll then pivot, uh... I guess to the strike team, you have moved past the the Gormanbosia addict Mandalorians, and they have left. Um, they didn't want to really fight you to begin with, because that seems like that would be a nightmare. And they got what they came for without having to draw blood. A victory for everyone. You're continuing down the tunnels that become more mechanical and more obviously designed and, uh, you know, like, created. And eventually start finding, like, old, like, uh, Jeffrey's tubes and corridors that have been merged partially with the ice and, like, the stone that you're now reaching as you get under the ice fl uh, flow. And are dropping down into what would probably be the central, like, data center of the ship, which is where your schematics are taking you. 
Um, before you get there, you come across uh, kind of like a midsection, like like a giant chasm cut between where the ship's body parts are that sort of just opens up the area. Um, and hanging out here are a, a group of people. Like you see um, someone with uh, canine-like features in uh, what looks like clone trooper armor, but their helmet has like a canine design to it, including like molded ears uh, with like a big hunk of metal coming out of part of their skull. You see Admiral Trench with his fancy cybernetics and a cane hanging out, um, like just guarding like a general area. Uh, you see one of those Devonian peoples, like those devil guys from Star Wars that have like red skin and horns, look like the devil, um, in some sort of like battle harness with like combat webbing on him, just also mulling about. And then you see um, a, a rather large uh, a pitcher plant. Like, it's a pitcher plant crawling around on vines and stuff. It looks like Audrey 2. Okay. It's 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 big-ish. And it has, like, almost spider-leg vines coming out of its big, giant, eat-people piranha plant head. Okay. All right, you recognize these. They're from Kashyyyk. They're, uh, they're a nightmare. I don't remember the name I gave to them, but it was a funny name. And now I can't recall it because I didn't write it down. Anyway, this is what you come across. What do you two say to each other before you kind of are swept up into this entanglement? Your brother's right there, Sakaris. I'm I'm gonna look at Shiny Peak and like far enough back that we can chat without being seen. Shiny Peak. That's my brother, Admiral Trench. Do you want me to kill him? I'd prefer not. <laughs> do you want to kill him? I'd prefer not to that as well. Um, I, I'll sneak in there. I'll kill one of them. You come in, punch the other one, kill another one. And then we should be able to talk my brother down. And we should be able to kill the last one pretty easily if they're dumb enough to continue fighting. It seems like that entire exchange should have been between my character talking to someone it's like oh hey there's my dad and i'm like i'm like oh do you want me to kill them <laughs> like, oh, oh you want to do it i get it <laughs> it's like, that's what it reminded me of it's like the assumption <laughs> you couldn't possibly like them right like it's a dad <laughs> right it's, it's, it's one of your parents i mean <laughs> You don't want to have their head cut off in front of their child? Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, they obviously want to kill their parent because they, you know, all of them have just one parent. So, you know, it's kind of, you know, they're bragging rights. <laughs> I killed our dad. What did you do? <laughs> okay, well, yeah. as you have that plan, uh, I guess we'll swing the spot. You know what? No, we'll, okay. What are you doing? What's uh, What do you got? What do you got for me? I'm going to... Again, I can crawl on walls, on the ceiling, whole nine yards. Do you want to look I'm closely gonna... to generate some webs for you? Yeah, that's probably a good idea first. I'm going to say I that uh, uh, officially we are in a new scene now because we've transitioned to a yes. new webs. No, I know we have. That's why I have I have erased all my webs. Okay, that will be a 10 for look closely. All right, what do you, uh, what do you want from me? I want to know what's going on here. What do my senses tell me? All right, these four people are guarding an area and are keeping in touch with the ship through a communicator, and they have like a little hollow pad and stuff. 
Um, the plant is chewing on like some food. Uh, the buff guy who looks like Satan is playing cards with the, the Admiral Trench. And the canine headed person is like looking around. You can see like the, the helmet ears are actually twitching a bit because it's, it's, you know, why, why, if you had canine yeah. ears, you'd mold your helmet to do that. That's fair. And they're just looking around, shifting their weight, not really doing anything. Um, is something hidden or out of place what looks suspicious? I mean, they've trapped the area with like tripwires and sensors and stuff so they can detect an ambush, but I'm guessing you just moved yourself uh, right past that. Yep. Um, and then, Shining Peak, do you want to ask a question? Um, I guess probably you'd be interested in the, your brother. What What is he doing? What will they do next? Um, Admiral Trench is currently sitting here with other co-workers of his waiting for his brother to show up so like he can have a, a human conversation with him. Okay. Do you need any more information? What else could I give you? Nope, uh, that's that's fair. That's fine? Yep. Okay. Then from a position of stealth, I am going to ambush and kill the exterminator. The plant? Yep. <laughs> Coming in hot, killing a plant. You, you said that my character knows that they don't like these, so I'm going to kill them. If that's something my character knows they don't like, I'm kill. I'm taking it out. Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying it's the smartest move. I'm saying I'm going to go in character with this one. I don't like those things. I'm taking it out. All right. Uh, so how does that look? Um, that would be so. I'm also going to, I'm going to also, if I can, I'll give um, Shining Peak advantage with this by using one of my companions. I'll scratch one of the um, swarm uh, stats on my bug companion. So what happens is Sicarius is on top of the ceiling, holding on to like stalagmites and stalactites. And then he kind of just, you know how when like dogs do that, like shake to get water off of them? But it's like it's very small, and it just like all the water just like rolls off of them. Oh my god! It's he does one of those, but instead of water falling off of him, it's just spiders. Oh my it's just like a swarm of spiders start falling off of him, and start like landing all around everywhere and just confusing people as he drops down with his. Uh, he has bladed daggers, I believe. I gave him. Yeah, he, he has, has bladed daggers. Things? Like a like a dagger. He has knives. Like, like he has knives. Dagger. He's saying bladed daggers when he could just say dagger because a bladed dagger is what a dagger is. I'm I'm picturing something different in my mind and I'm I'm having trouble p describing it. Anyways, we're just moving on. He has knives and he's just like he just lets go of the thing, does a full like aerial backflip and lands both daggers in the head of this plant, killing it instantly as he's like just sitting on top of it. I no longer feel conflicted about how hard I'm going to body you this session. No, that's fair. It's a valid <laughs> argument. Especially because you have poison attacks now, right? So yes, it's definitely going to kill a plant. Poison. Yeah, even yes. if you stab a plant and it wouldn't kill the plant, like, the poison would. <laughs> Alright, so you successfully kill Vladon Rayfield, the exterminator. Yep. He had the most Star Wars name I could think of. <laughs> and I'm hoping that the swarm, sacrificing my swarm, will give advantage to Shining Peak. 
For whomst? Like, because it's swarm. So there's three threats, which means swarm can target three enemies. So they're all kind of distracted. There's there's a swarm of spiders just crawling all over people. Okay. Oh my so, Christ! Shining Peaks. What is your reaction? Well, this has to be you know to start with something, but after that, um, well, I don't know who to kill, honestly. So, um, well, you know, one person you're not supposed to kill. So hmm. maybe try the, the other one. The dog-headed person has your people's tattoos all over their armor. Hmm. Well, then I guess I should kill the other person then and see whether my people person would say something, I guess. So I guess I'll just launch an attack. Um, Chet Satan, is it? Yes, his name is Chet Satan. (laughs) For reference, Chet Satan is a master of Terrace Kasi, which means he's a karate expert. He's the the giant killer stat block. His martial arts allow him to beat up four Susers. And I roll a six. Good, because I get hard cuts against the giant. Perfect. Cut me, Devin. (laughs) I'm going to do that. Uh, Okay, so what does this look like against Chet Satan? Well, I just lunge from where I was perched down, just uh, jumping across the chasm and with my fist extended, just Try to punch him there. So you just lunge and punch him? Yeah. All right. He turns around from the chess table, from the, the card game table. They were playing Sabat, or Sabak. Thank you very much. Uh, he gets up and smooth as uh, butter, turns around, grabs your punch from behind, uh, grabs your shoulders from his back, and puts you into a reverse full Nelson and pile drives you into the ground. Take damage. Oof. <laughs> well, that wasn't a very wise thing, so I'll damage my wisdom. So uh, he'll take a Muay Thai fighter stance, like he's ready to go. He's like, "Ah, all right, here we go. That <laughs> makes that makes sense. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too." And uh, yeah, the the dog headed person just kind of snaps up, ghost hand. <laughs> well, he's ghost hand. No, they're looking at you, jackass. <laughs> they look at you and say, "Ghost hand." They're not introducing themselves. <laughs> I mean, they could be. The most awkward way to introduce yourself possible. Just like, glance up and dramatically say your own name. I'm just like, Nicole! Killer Queen! Okay, to be fair, yes, Killer Queen. Yeah. Like, I would expect that from Ian Peter, but I expected better from oh. you. <laughs> just because I don't have a solid grasp on the English language doesn't mean... <laughs> I just pretend that, you know. Ian, Ian. Yeah. Peter is literally, like, literally has English as a second language. or It's like a fifth language. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying you don't have a grasp on the English language. And it's like... Ian and I have the same statement we can make to people where it's like, did you mean this word? And we can, we can both go, oh, yeah, sorry. English is my second language. And like, oh, what other language do you speak? I don't speak any other language. 
I am ESL, though. <laughs> ghost hand. Pleased to meet you, ghost hand. No, no, you don't. No, wait, god damn it. <laughs> Hello, ghost hand. I'm dad. <laughs> I do blame my father for this. He's, his language skills are worse than mine. It's, it's unfortunate some days. Wait, uh. does your dad... Anyway, we're okay, moving yeah, on. Yeah, we're moving on. <laughs> we're moving on. <laughs> Dennis, you wanted to talk with someone? Everyone. So let us know it's time to start raining victory points yes. down from the sky. Yeah. As Sicarius as watches Shining Peak get, like, absolutely Body. taken out, um, I, he's immediately going to grab his walkie-talkie and be like, okay, so we could use some help here with the strike team. We're taking hits. What? You're going to tell people topside? Figure it out, asshole? <laughs> Just glass it. Glass it with orbit. The maker knows his own. Like, we're, we got three enemies here. One we can talk down. Two, two are looking a little angry. <laughs> you could have and... talked down all of these people. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're glossing that. They couldn't have been talked down. Only one of them could have been talked down. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then, why don't you start by talking with them, Sicarius? Get off your fucking phone, you millennial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sicarius is going to kind of look up. Hello. Hey, brother, uh, how's it going? Uh, you killed Vlad on Rayfield. I just bought him. <laughs> Sorry so about slaver, that. then. <laughs> that's, that's on me. I, you know, I... Why I, would you do that? Okay, look. We all know that there was going to be violence today. We got it out of the way early. Let's let's leave it at that. <laughs> he, he's just he's just like I just I just don't. Why are you here? <laughs> What's happening? So you can just walk up to me like a human being. <laughs> yes, guy, you're such a you know awful brother. It's, it, I don't. You know, so, so what if I wanted to show off how good I am at getting, like, you You were talking down to me last time, you were hologrammed and trying to kidnap me, and you were saying I can't handle myself, well, I'm proving that I can handle myself. <laughs> By shooting my dog? I mean, <laughs> you know, I try my best every day, and you, and... Mom and dad never understood me. And dad and dad and dad. And dad and dad and dad. They just never understood, look, okay? Look, look, this, this just underscores the point I was trying to make before. You, you, you can't be out here. You can't be doing this anymore. You, you need to come home. Things I, are happening. But I clearly, like, pointing at the dead body, I clearly can handle this. No, there, there are things coming. It, it, we have to gather together. It, 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 things are spiraling out of control outside of the strait. The, the war is getting... There's something wrong with the war. Like, you have to come home. Just come home. <sighs> okay. Maybe later, but we got to get this thing first, pointing at a direction. No, no, don't go down there. Don't go down that path. You don't need to go down that path. You could come home with me. You could just leave this behind, and everything you care about will mostly be safe. And and you could just look past it. The the word mostly is is unfortunately used there because it normally is a good thing when mostly things are good. But the way you say it makes it sound like a bad thing. Look, some eggs are going to crack, brother, and you don't have to be one of them. Well, I'd prefer 
yes, not to be one of them, but I'd also prefer the people who I consider friends not to be one of them. Okay, sure. We could we could let them live. That's fine. Look, things are happening now. Okay? The, the 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 clone war is a sham. I figured it out. I did the math. I I would like to know more about your math. Then just stay here. Just stay here. Just stay here I, and talk to me. But I do think we need to go get that thing cuz it's important and the Lord Necromonger guy is really not good, brother. How do you know? I I mean he's he's got a death cult. So does everyone else. Yeah, but his just seems like did you see how unorganized you, ha- he was before you? Have you been to Commercia Prime? Yes. They, you, you're telling me that's not a death cult? I mean, okay. Okay. So Okay, now we're getting into it. capitalism is yeah. apparently a death cult. That's a little bit esoteric here. <laughs> I know what you mean. Oh, with a little room. But I know I know how you're saying, and I fully agree with Arton Moth that, you know, being a Wait, you've met Arton Moth? Yeah, he's amazing. We were drinking buddies. I Oh yeah. No. He's Wait, you know him? Yeah, we were trying to not hire him back, but I got overruled on that one. <laughs> oh. Oh, he's... Yeah, oh yeah, he did say he was joining you guys. Oh yeah. Aww. He gonna, should, you gonna... guys should join us. There's gonna... There is no us after what happens, happens. There's only going to be the Strait of Messina. The, the Lord Marshal, when he... The Lord Marshal isn't planning to wipe out all life in the galaxy. All life in the galaxy is going to be wiped out and reformed under one new overlord. He's protecting the people in the Strait of Messina. Don't you see? This is the only safe place we'll be able to live in the New World Order. Ah, uh, I don't know. Just come with me. Just come with me. I can explain it all. I have hard evidence. I have proof. I have findings. Just come with me. Walk away. You can trust me. I... I know that, but I also just, you know, there's there's something off about the Lord Marshal. There's something off about Count Dooku, and there's something off about the Supreme Chancellor, and there's something off with the Jedi Council. How long has it been since he called for backup at this point? Have, did you actually call for backup too, or did you I think of talking, you son of a bitch? Well, that means we have to spin the spotlight. Or a big drill comes through the ceiling, I think. We, we need to spin the spotlight just slightly as that's happening, because stuff's happening on your ship, Holden. Shit is going down, man. So thank you, Ian. I now have to spin the spotlight away from you as we have to touch on this. No, that's good. That's good. We, we had a long spotlight, so that was good. Good, good, good. Not, not Peter, though. We'll have to come back to Peter. We'll come back yeah. to Peter... After we come back from the ship. Because the ship's going to be a nightmare. Okay. Zevin, you're on the ship. Uh, I'm presuming the last thing you guys did after that whole angel kerfuffle was start to get the bridge back together. And, like, you know, get people patched up to continue piloting the ship, right? As you're, like, doing strafing runs and shit? Uh, let's say yes. I'm just assuming that's kind of the the busy work you're doing when that call comes in. Mm Mm-hmm. So around the time the call comes in, uh, the, the the Mandalorian is like hanging out in the cafeteria, uh-huh. the, 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 the Time Stopper, Mary Jade. Uh-huh. Um, Rudwar is patching himself up, and so is Tora, and so is your navigator, because he got caught in that explosion. And they're all kind of trying to get things back up and running for you. Uh, when suddenly you, Rudwar, and Tora get a very bad feeling about things. 
Oh, uh, shit. As you hear uh, noise from the wreckage of uh, where you killed that droid. I, I, you, you'll have to be more specific. I've killed so many today. Do you have any idea how, how little that helps narrow it down? <laughs> uh, the protocol droid that Mara Jade came on board with. He's, oh, the he's, one in the smuggling hold, yes. Yeah, you hear like noise coming from it, and like you all get a very bad feeling. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Did you just forget about him? Don't you forget about me, baby. Droids count as corpses now? We have established that for Mike and Bob. <laughs> if, they're, if they're alive enough, he can do it. Really? <laughs> All right. Okay, also because I, I, I transitioned them from their old stat block to just being like a uh, an ever-present corrosive presence using the, the, the what do you fucking call this, the, the, the corruption playbook? Uh, the Scourge. Scourge. Goddamn. S-word. Couldn't remember it. So yeah, they, they're just represented by the, the, the corrosive template now. <laughs> or the blighted template. They blight things that are alive. And uh, Monarch was alive before you ended his life. Uh, that's it, it's not alive it's a dr- oh that's not good well alive in the sense of like in like a he, he a, sense it's a person <laughs> not he, alive in the biological sense in the animalistic sense yeah anyway you heard noise from the hole and you'll get a very bad familiar feeling that is what i'm telegraphing to you before i stop telegraphing things and it becomes a, and it becomes real eject eject Uh, I'm opening a channel to Dread, who I can we've seen is in the crater. With yeah, yeah, you see yep. them right there. You have eyes on them. Easy. Their and chain code shows up to, on your map. Yeah, and I'm updating them. I believe we've got uh, that thing that was that thing that was aboard the. Uh, was it? Did we just straight up call it at the Event Horizon? Shit, I don't. Remember. Yeah, yeah, it's called the Event okay. Horizon. That's its given Christian name. Okay. <laughs> Uh, that thing that uh, was after us on the event horizon, we think it may be aboard the ship. Need backup. Do you got eyes on it? I'm going to get them on now. All right. Uh, I will jump into my mech if I'm not already in it. Mm-hmm. And I will jump up to wherever the ship is. You begin your running. You begin, you begin your uh, Ironmonger jetpack boot ascent. You also take Kim with you. That should be, uh, you know, coming back to your location, Dread. Kim has arrived on scene. Oh, okay. Well, you can come with me. And all of my Mandalorians that I have- no, because that is a custom move to let uh, everyone ride on Nicole's ride pod. So you could take one person per claw and your two droids. Like, like you have the droid that's folded up in the back R2 and you got your two guys that are plugged into your armor. You can take those guys and you can put Kim in one arm and another person in another. Those two Mandalorians have Phoenix Ascenders. Okay. Um, does my Mandalorian? Sure, why not? They borrowed some from the armory. They haven't gotten the, the you know, Space Marine uh, marks or whatever they call it to, like, approve of it. They were just able to borrow it for the conflict. And... Because we're still in the middle of a fight in this crater, right? Yeah, but it's it's thinning out pretty quick because, you know, you guys are amazing at, sh- at being a ship and a, a war machine. Because the Republican is also here. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I should take him with us, though, or if I should let him continue this fight. Take the Republican with you. That's probably okay. a good bet. Well, then I'll do so. 
Okay. Um, oh, you know what? I just remembered. I want to do something different. Because I didn't want to use Mike this time. I want to use Bob. It doesn't matter just for personality. I want to load a different personality in because I've been overusing <laughs> Mike too much. I just have. Uh, Bob is the one that talks. And I haven't been able to use him as much as I've used Mike because Mike has the one arm and that's distinctive. Yep. Okay. So you and the Ma- you and uh, the Mandalorians and KM and the Republican are in your claws and you are jetting up to there in a in a not super slow but you know it's going to take like a, like a, it's going to take a little while to get up there. So back to the ship. What do you do, Zevin? Uh, we're heading for that uh, that pit trap and I'm bringing up Rudor with me. All right, Rudor has his lightsaber pre-ignited, being like, "Oh boy." Yep, me too. I'm not going back to Korriban. None of us are. All right, you approach the area. What do you do? Keep your heart, keep your heart steady, friend. The force is with us. He just he just steals himself. You can feel him centering himself. And I suppose it is time to look over the edge of the uh, the pit. You see that it, that stuff shifted around, and you can hear like a soft sound coming from the pit. I mean, I have a light source. Yeah, it's just obscure because there's like debris. You like slam this down with like a bunch of like metal and twisted like like structure to like crush that droid and kill it, right? Mm-hmm. So your vision is obscured. You can't see all the way into the hold. You turn it into a reverse spike pit trap. <laughs> like you put the person in and like doing the Legos in the wrong order, then you plug the spikes in. Move it with a force. I'm going to, uh, I believe I'm going to look closely. Go for it. How are you observing it? Just with your eyes or like maybe using reaching out with the force, maybe yeah, moving both. stuff? Yeah, both. Okay, do it. Let's see how this plays out. Sense. Let's see. I believe my sense is actually dog shit, unfortunately. Yeah, plus zero. And I should have my dice roller up. I keep forgetting to do that. It keeps happening, right? And that's a six. Oh, I'm so happy. Oh, no. I feel like Christ on the cross. So I uh, get to ask one question, but the hard way, was it? Um, uh, boop, boop, boop. I'm just trying to... The PDF is just fighting me. Yep. There we go. Look closely. Six minus, one question, learn it the hard way. What's down there? Seems pretty obvious to me what the question is. Right. What's the question, Zevin? What do your elf eyes see? How much will this hurt? Uh, something hidden or out of place. If so, what looks suspicious? Oh. The suspicious thing you draw out is not the body of a violently sapient protocol droid. It is the second of his two C4 charges that has been primed and goes off when you pick it up the hard way. You and Rudar are concussively blasted out of the hallway, like backwards, as an explosion goes off in midair. And all that shrapnel you lift up with the force to kind of sort out becomes uh, shrapnel once again, history repeating. It's poetry, it rhymes. Ouch. You and Rudoir and the ship take a damage. 
Oh. As he is now out of exploding traps, Gordon. Oh, I believe I'll go ahead and damage. Oh, what should I damage? Hull? Sounds about right. Or is Hull for ramming? You know what? No, no, I'm going to keep it like this. You know what? No, I'm going to change it. Holden, you didn't take damage. Actually, the ship did. That. Engine. The ship did, but the cut I'm going to throw to you from the explosion is you get separated from Rudoir. Hmm. All like, right. You got blown in opposite ends of the hallway just because of how the positioning ended up working. Like, you both kind of, like, were getting ready to kind of maybe pincer it so you don't get ambushed. Okay. And it did not work out that way. Cool. So... You don't take damage, you just get separated from Rudoir, which is going to be great, because now we get introduced Bob. So you get up for the second time in the last hour with your head ringing, and for a moment you're not in the, the Necrobore. For a moment, you're in um, a big open room, like as, as it goes on for maybe like a football field, and it has all white lighting and glass panels, and you can tell you're deep underwater. Uh, in the center of the room is a man in what looks like a straitjacket or like mummification robes writhing and you can't say anything about him, but wires coming out of his back. You see Tora again, super old, and she's looking at you and she says those words, that can't be you, I've killed you. But she's not looking at you when she says it. What do you do in this moment? Tora? She doesn't recognize you or acknowledge you at all. She's staring right past you. Look over my shoulder. You're now back on the Necrobore, and Rudar is slammed up against the wall while that droid's there. It's all broken and damaged, and that black goo that came out of the data drive on the uh, the Event Horizon is oozing out of all of its joints and access points and eyes and mouth. And its face has been, like, smashed up to be into a smile now as it's laughing, as he is slamming Rudar's head over and over again against the bulkhead. Uh, all of his cuts are hard cuts. Rudar takes another damage. Okay, so, wait. So Rudar did take damage before? Yeah, he did. Okay, you may sound like we just got separated. Uh, but you got separated. Rudwar took damage. Okay, so he's up to... I didn't have damage mark time before from that earlier explosion. Uh, so is he at one or two now? He'd be at... Uh, he would have damage from the earlier explosion. Unless you uh, shared a meal with him quickly or had a healing power on hand. He, he did. I have no healing meal. powers and we have not had time for lunch. No, not at all. Unfortunately, that means that he gets taken out. Not in a murdered way, but like he is unconscious right now, and the droid just drops its head and turns 360 degrees to look at you. I mean, I think they lose bonds if they don't have stats to damage. Do they? I thought they got taken out when all their stats are damaged. You could push them harder if you really wanted. Maybe. I mean, he could be still up. Like, pushing the bond would be getting him to get up while he's, in a, while he's like, been, like, you know, concussioned, basically. No. You can force a little bit of extra juice out of Rudoir if you really have to. But for the moment, he slumps to the ground up against the wall, his arms and legs splayed out like a doll uh, with a clear uh, uh, goose egg and a dent in the Dura steel as the droid turns itself to look at you. So this is your new situation. This is your new life. Excellent. I know your face. Do you now? Can I borrow it? I think not. Yeah, my boss keeps going on and on about you people. I can't deal with it anymore. The voice oh. doesn't come from the droid. It comes from inside the metal. Like it's bubbling out with the oil. I'm circling him, getting lining up a shot with the lightsaber. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, what, does he have, uh, what does he have to say? 
Oh, you bleeding hearts, and you're so sad about people, and you don't want to see any suffering, but you can't help it because there's a war. Ugh. Oh, he's such a loser. Then why do you serve him? Because it's funny. We like pathetic things. Can I keep your face? You know, separate question, not connected to that previous statement. <laughs> <laughs> and let's see if, how well a lightsaber does against a trash droid. Yeah, go for it. Uh, what um, do I go for? I don't know that I have advantage here. Oh, mm, he's canny and he's a supernatural uh, deadite demon, so... You're going to have to do something to get advantage on him because he is squaring up on you. Now, you do have companions on the ship, like the co-pilots there and Taurus still in play. Mm -hmm. And they still have at least one stat, I think. So uh, if you want to have does. someone... Okay, so if you want to use Tora, I have a setup for her giving you advantage. Oh, gosh. Sure, I will go ahead and... Uh, I guess I damage her Jedi Padawan stat? Perfect. That would be the perfect stat to, for her to use in this situation, because the stat informs why. Uh, so you hear a loud, angry yelling as Tora is coming down the hallway with something on a, on a grab train. It's, uh, it's part of the engine. It's like part of the stuff that's used to calibrate. It's a big, heavy like hammer. And she just slides it directly into the droid and slams it up against the wall and uh, shoots the panel so the door comes down and pins him, like, pincered between that and the door. So it's like being slowly crushed by two things. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good time to go to set two with the lightsaber. You have to dismember it. Well, I just that's <laughs> she just tells it up. You have to right tool for the job for that. <laughs> Make sure not to start with one of the arms. You know, just in case. Because that would be that would be damn bullshit. <laughs> oh, I'm starting from the legs up. Yeah, you have advantage. Cool. Uh, she immediately breaks from what you're doing and runs over to Rubar and starts to drag him out of here. So she's now out, uh, you know, trying to get him out of here into safety so he's not hunted for sport again. And that would be a 14. Uh, and that would be instant destruction because I have nothing else to stop that. So you just take out Bob and his current body. What did you take him out with? Uh, that was with blood. Definitely yeah. blood. Yeah. All right, Bob's gone. You just hack him up. He's like, always next time, always next time. A good soldier follows orders. Roger, Roger. <laughs> and you just hack him up as he's laughing. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Taurus dragging Rudwar, who's bleeding out to sick bay. <laughs> yeah, we need to get him patched up. Uh, just then, <laughs> you hear someone bored. Yeah. Tap the calm. Dreadnought? I assume that's me? That is you. I'm on board. Uh, what's the what's the situation? Uh, we've just repelled a, a border. It was that thing from the Event Horizon. Uh, Rudwar is injured. We're taking him to sickbay. Can you take the helm? Uh, definitely. I should have known three Jedi would have been able to take it out on their own. <laughs> We've just uh, gotten a have just gotten a distress call from the assault team, right? Yes, you did. Okay, we've just gotten a distress call from the infiltration team. They need backup. All right, so you head to the bridge and you get out of your mech and start driving the ship down. The bridge has been blown up, by the way, by a claymore. Twice. It doesn't look too hot. Can I use? Do I have time to use one of my um, medical healing kit thingies? Or yeah, you, you can help the doctor with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what does the ship's med bay do, by the way? 
Do we do we establish that we're a pair bay special? Oh, you didn't buy a med bay. We don't have a med bay. But, uh, we do have we a do have doctor. We sign. do have a doctor, so that's yeah. Weird. Okay, so uh, you have a doctor. Uh, you gain one crew per, per day of travel up to your maximum. What crew <laughs> days? Yeah, they still have days. I thought Pardon they took me. out the days. Uh, it's fine. We'll, we'll we'll ask about it later. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Anyway, uh, so yeah, you go to the bridge. You're at the med bay. Um, oh, Kim, you're there with the Republican, right? Yeah. All right. So you and the Republican are starting to like head back into the, the, the ship proper, like get to your science stations. When the Republican uh, is trying to walk forward, and his hand slams into the wall and grips onto it, and he just like can't move, and he's trying to walk forward, and his hand won't let go. Uh, what do you do? Um, I stop observe him because usually the hand knows something we don't so but most of the time the republican doesn't know it either so i say hey are you thinking about going the other direction he turns having a face messed up like uh, bob and mike usually have and is trying to lunge at you and then his hand grabs him by the collar and slams him into a wall oh oh, oh no Okay. Does he technically count as not having an arm? I mean, Mike thought so when he tried the jump, but it's clearly not working out for him. Uh, so the Republican's trying to kill you, but he's being beaten up by himself. Like, his mechanical arm is grabbing, like, pieces of metal and plates and smashing them into his head and strangling him and, like, just punching him over and over. And the look on the Republican's face is, like, concern and shock. Like, it doesn't know what's going on. Aww. I can't see. I'm a bit taken aback at this scene. Does anyone else see this or just her? You're the only one that's uh, not busy currently as a fight scene's playing out. A one-sided fight scene. He's Tyler Durdening himself. Like, right now he has his head in the, uh, in the, the food camtano and is just slamming the door on his own head. probably don't know what's going on so i'm just sort of taken aback and not quite sure who to help in this situation Seven, Maybe uh, you pick help. up a bad feeling i'm going to leave uh tora the for, for the first and the doctor with the first aid kit they give you a thumbs up okay and uh head back to see what's going on Oh, uh, this scene this scene is playing out essentially i do pick up something in case i need to use it for self-defense you enter and this scene from the Evil Dead is playing out. <laughs> Except in this scenario, the hand is the good guy. Um, Jedi Zevin, do you... Something is wrong with the Republican. And his face looks like the face of all those things that get possessed by Mike and Bob. Like, it's clear. Oh, hang on a second. How did, uh... How did Kim get, get back with us? Came on with uh, with the Jedi. Okay, okay. Right, with Jedi. Yeah. The opposite of a Jedi. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, Zevin's obviously taken aback for a moment. I, what, what should we do here? At this point, the arm is using his own helmet to bash his face in. Does anyone have any ability to? 
exercise ghosts yeah or like knock him out or something like it'd be great if he was just unconscious well no actually him being unconscious might Hmm. mean that the thing inside him can take over more god damn he's also jello so he's hard to knock out yeah i'm going to go do the stupidest thing i can think of oh no which is to lay hands on uh our mellified buddy and try and use the force to drive this thing out yeah good enough for me use the light from your lantern basically uh, he stops stumbling around. You're not even gonna have to roll for this. He just stops stumbling around, and the arm, like, uh, immediately seizes opportunity, grabs onto the side of the wall, and hurls their body down the hall, uh, grabs onto the airlock, opens it, and pulls him in, and keeps punching him in the face while he slams the airlock button and jettisons himself out. Oh, shit. Whoa! The arm gives you the thumbs up before the airlock opens up, by the way. Well... I, what? Now he's just someone else's problem, though. <laughs> the arm gave you the thumbs up. The universal sign for this is not going to bite you in the ass. <laughs> All right, God. See, now I'm thinking that since Kim has uh, those uh, stat shredding powers, and those two seem to be recurring villains, if we shred their stats, they'd be less and less dangerous with each passing time. I, I guess I don't have any idea how that would make sense. Like it just does. I don't. I don't know how she could fence the evil out of them. <laughs> like I'm begging you for uh, Steph. At least get yourself like a paladin sword or a holy avenger before you do it. Actually, actually, I would talk the evil out of them. I'm gonna talk that evil out of you. Hey, Bob, uh, have you ever seen the orb before, bitch? It knows about the orb. Not only does it know about the orb, the orb is inimicable to its type of life. Oh, God. Well, the good news is I'm pretty sure he's going to survive face planting into the crater. Um, The bad news is I'm pretty sure he's going to survive face planting into the crater. I, I think he's not our problem for a little while, though. But I'm not sure if that's a good or bad thing. I had to think of a way for Mike to show up without actually causing you a problem. Like, he probably tried to possess the Republican because he's a one-armed, kind of dead guy. And, like, he's like, I can jump into that. That makes sense to me. I can possess that like a dead guy. And he's like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> there is something wrong with this one. <laughs> I was stuck in it, buddy. Uh, I am trying to telegraph that these things can make mistakes and aren't omniscient. Sometimes they fuck up. Right? Especially because, according to the Republican himself, he doesn't have an arm. So, from the inside, it seems like that should have worked. And then he's in it, and he can't see the metal arm anymore, and all of a sudden he's getting beat up by nothing, and he's like, wait, what is happening? (laughs) I have a blind spot here. Yeah. Something's going on. Someone's (laughs) to blame. Okay, you're not gonna... We'll we'll try and get... We'll try and loop back and find him later. Uh, we've, We've got a distress call coming from the tunnels. Also, what did you do to my ship? Oh yeah, about that. Oh, I'll well, loop back to that. Super drafty. Also, an escape pod was launched the moment Bob showed up. Uh, that's what the Mandalorian did. She booked. Yeah. She was gonna wait, but then Bob showed up, and she's like, "Bye." Boom. I don't get possessed by no ghost. Can't can't particularly blame her. Oh, right. that happened to me. Right. So, we will cut back to the conversation. Like, you guys immediately start borrowing into the ground to, like, drive to them as quickly as possible, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. Okay. We will spin the spotlight then uh, back to you guys as, like, you're saying that, you know, help's coming in, but this kind of delayed it. And now you'll be able to come on scene, basically, once we get past Peter's roleplay side. Oh, boy. So, Pete, you all ready for this? 
I guess. Okay, so you've just been you've just been power drived into the ground, uh, and dominance has been asserted by Chet Satan. He like smacks him at you. Yeah, a little. Like he he puts his fist together. He puts his fist together. And he's like, "All right, then. You ready for this? I've been waiting my whole life for a proper challenge." Okay, I just jump with my feet. How do we this? Um, well, I figure what we should do is have a nice, honorable sucker punch hard cut. He does damage. <laughs> I'll damage my grace. He just, he just punches you right in the face. <laughs> Oof, right in the grace. You, you fool. In Terrace Kossi, there is no honor or fair play. <laughs> I was like, you know, reel back from the debate and then the feel off. Okay. Zigzag, and you know, I damage my Zillow Beast sense evil and just lunge at him from the side. Okay, so a Zillow Beast, a baby armored Zillow Beast, uh, comes roaring out of the shadows, picks up Chet Satan, who looks like he's evil, uh, <laughs> and like just starts swinging him against the wall with his arm <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> and then I go for finishing him. Yeah, go for it. Let's see what happens. Oh, I rolled a seven. Let's see. And I'm using my sword, which is piercing. So what to damage on him? Yeah, you should pretty pick because uh, the Zillow Beast is larger than him. And that means he can hard cut kill it. Oh, you've given him the worst foe possible. Something bigger than him. <laughs> Fine, I'll damage his. How do they? How do they fall? No, I need that move to do hard cuts to you. No, no. (laughs) That's not fair. Uh. Okay, uh, so yeah, like it slams on the ground in front of you and you just, I guess, start punching him. Stabbing him with a sword. Stabbing him with a sword. He's like, can I give up now? I would like to choose to give up and admit that you're better than me. And don't do it. Can I? Can I? Yells. It, it, no, it's for like last time I cheated, but this time it's for reals because I'm hurt. <laughs> well, if he does, you know, accept defeat, that means I get to make a bond with him. I don't. I just. I just. I just want to give up. I just don't want to be in this situation anymore. Can I please choose that? Well, if he does, you know, give up. I do forge a bond with him. Then yes. I, I, are you allowing him to live, yes or no? <laughs> I need to know the answer. Uh, sure, I'll let him live. Okay, you can forge a bond with him, it's fine. He just <laughs> he just puts his hands down, and he's like, you have defeated me, you're better than me. Uh, I could not be prouder of how this turned out. You <laughs> clearly are the superior foe. I, you know, so I you, you, master you, the ancient art of befriending a Zillow beast. No, she, he, he's literally saying, you truly are the master of Terra Kazi. <laughs> I high-five my zigzag. Yeah, and high-fives back. And by defeating him, you inherit the title of Terra Kazi master, put it on your sheet as a one-use usable thing, and it'll come up later, like a druid in D&D. Oh my or a monk god. in D&D. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll just, Chet Satan will just lie down. He'll just lie down on the ground and just start to play dead. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. He was so ready for this. His entire life was set up for this. <laughs> he wants to live. I mean, you know, fair. 
maybe one day he'll you know, be able to take the title back. No, he's good. He doesn't want a Godzilla to beat him up again. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have a Godzilla with you. That's not the only thing I have with me. I uh, I'm, I almost think from fictional positioning, he'd have a hard time hurting the Zillow Beast because the Zillow Beast was indestructible. Like, yeah, started... the only way you can really hurt them is... Like, they're immune to lightsabers, guys. The only ways you can really hurt them is by peeling off their plating to get underneath, and even so, you have to have really strong shit to get through their skin. So, like, so yeah, indestructible. You jump inside of it. Yeah, he, his option would have been let him eat it, and they could punch <laughs> his way out. He's like, the skin on the inside will be weaker than the skin on the outside. It's like, it's all skin all the way through. <laughs> Every part of him is skin. So, I can move to the next person. Uh, okay, uh, so the person with an Alvanian helmet wearing clone armor that's been colored and like modified is just sitting there watching that play out. So, what's your skin in the game? Oh, I'm your biggest fan. Oh. What did I do? Well, it's obvious. You're Ghost Hand. And, like, she'll take off her helmet, really, she's an Elvanian with, like, the, the tattooing all on her. And, like, hmm. you know, clip it to her back. I look at both of my hands. Um, I'm a true Ghost Hand. Have no, don't worry hands. about it. Don't worry about it. You'll grow into it. Well, okay. So, want to help us stop Lord Marshall? I work for the Lord Marshall. Would you like to work for someone else? Nope. I'm going to stick by the Lord Marshal. It's important. Will you get in our way? Well, you know, you're ghost hand, and I got to make sure that you get up there. I'm, I'm, I'm here for you. I'm a support person. I'm here to make sure you're exactly everything you can be. Okay, that doesn't sound ominous at all. <laughs> so, Kairos, I don't know your family reunion. Are are we done here, brother? Oh, oh, that just happened to Chet. God. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, just come with. Are we done here? No, I'm trying to convince you to come with me. Are you on spice? You did have the spice, saying, yes. Well, look, look. I just, I mean, we're we're going a little circular here. You want me to come with you. I want you to come with me. We're. It's. How about we both just part ways, call it a day, and call each other later? You know, maybe bring your evidence with you next time. That's not how evidence works. You have to come see it at my computer. Let's, let's send me an email? I don't know. I'm not going to send you a hollow vid. That, that's not how that works. Okay, well, look, I'll, I'll come visit you in a little while if I have some downtime. You can't go and... down that tunnel. But you realize telling me I can't do that makes me want to do it more. Can't or shouldn't? <laughs> should he, makes I... clicky... he makes that clicking sound like, oh. oh, oh. So, Kyra, should I eat you down the tunnel? <laughs> don't, don't eat me down the tunnel. I'm, I'm currently bleeding pretty good here. <laughs> but thank you for the uh, offer. <laughs> uh, look, look, we... Why don't you want us to go down the tunnel so bad? Why Why do you... What's... You're not ready for what's in that tunnel. Oh. That's just... I, I desperately need to go down this tunnel. 
You could just walk away. Yeah, but you you've now made it a whole thing. It is and a whole thing. Everything's a whole thing these days. I know, I know. You have to stop gallivanting off like you're some sort of folk hero. This isn't a story. This is life. And if you go down that tunnel, you'll die. I I don't know. I'm feeling... I, I mean, I could use a snack, but I'm feeling not too bad. This isn't a game of stratagema. You're gambling with your you and your friends' lives. Well, then gamble on the side with us, brother. And we'll win. He just he just shakes his head and just sits back down in the chair, the sabac chair, at uh, the sabac table, and just doesn't put up any more resistance. Okay. Well, I will call you later, brother. Um, when I've figured out what's at the end of this tunnel. Okay. Thank you. And I just walk past him. All the, the uh, all of the outline of him that makes him a spider person melts, revealing just like a dude in like a black full bodysuit with like a tragedy comedy mask on. Who the what the heck are you? Oh, you don't know who I am? No. Really? Why? Where is my bro? What is going on here? The role of Admiral Trench, your brother, was played tonight by Chevron Laser Prime, the world's greatest actor. Your brother sent me to act as him uh, in hopes of convincing you not to go down that tunnel, uh, but also didn't want to physically be present here unless you or your friends stabbed him. <laughs> yeah, probably wise. I. He should. He should know better than to think I would stab him that quickly he normally would think that but i think for some reason he's overly paranoid when i was looking into the role i could feel a lot of fear sense a lot of dread and a lot of like confused thoughts you know very engaging part to play interesting um i i'm very confused right now because i thought i had a nice heart to heart with my brother you did didn't... that's exactly how your brother would have responded to that conversation yeah but my brother didn't hear all my points oh no i kept my communicator on the whole time oh okay i'll just uh, it's recording i'll just send him the file he'll get he'll get his half i feel a little better about this now but i still i kind of want a minute to process this okay this is a lot he starts to just see your brother melt yeah he he remelts into you and he's like yeah i can really understand it there's a lot of feelings going on in here i'm feeling right now just Oh, it's betrayal and confusion and wonder. That guy was such a great actor. How could he act so well like this? Shining Peak, eat me down the hallway. Should I eat you both down the hallway? No. It's like it's like oh no, I don't know which one's the yeah, real yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. He starts walking beside him, be like, which one is the real one? Ah, uh, and he like moves on uh, either side of him. You're being confused by us because we're identical. Uh, I mean, you're really pretty just... similar before, and now it's even more so. Sicarius is just sitting on the ground. I'm, he's, oh no! He's so having I guess the a one that, an identity crisis. I guess the one that's not crying is you know, not Sicarius. They're both crying. Oh. Uh, well, I pick them up in the hug and just walk down the corridor. I guess we. I guess we're taking both. <laughs> 
Oh, Who are you God. taking with you down the corridor? Sicarius and Sicarius and everybody else, I guess. Are you going to leave Chet Satan behind? I mean, he's my companion, so I guess he comes with now. I mean, I could come with, but you did stab me like two minutes ago. Can I? Can I just? Can I like tap out of this one because you stabbed me? Uh sure. I feel like I should get a sick day. <laughs> I sure. need a sick day. What is going on? <laughs> Well, if you've been working for a music artist, maybe you'll get a sick day. Uh... Walking and talking, walking and talking. <laughs> All right, and at that moment, you hear a rumbling sound. It's through that giant crevice this area takes place in. The ship finally drills its way through and lands and can actually like have space to like maneuver in here and land. Oh. Well, it's nice to have everybody here, I guess. Uh... Hi, Wave. Wave, Sicarius, and Sicarius. Um, I'm going to get on the comms like, uh... There's two of them now. See- is everyone else seeing this? They're both waving and mirroring each other. Yeah, both S- both Sicariuses <laughs> are weeping. There's two uh, of them now. Sicarius, uh... I knew Trench was your brother, but you had a twin? That's... It's so much... This, why? <laughs> I did it. I, I did it. I took a player out. <laughs> <laughs> by using the stupidest thing possible psychological identity crisis by the way um, for, the, list, for the listeners what uh, we are encountering right now is the organization stat block the nameless look it up <laughs> so you are right just looking through the, through the cockpit windscreens you hear over planet. the comms but why are there two sicariuses I don't know <laughs> So then you pulled a reverse killer queen here. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did yeah. pull a reverse killer queen. It's good. It's amazing. Huh. Um, okay, well, I guess we should just ignore it for now and keep going. And Sicarius will presumably calm down eventually, and one of them will be able to explain to us what's happening. Are they actually both Sicarius? Like, they're not just twins? I I don't know. They are literally... I'm asking this on comms, by the way, like so everyone can hear. <laughs> yes, down to the very bones and so on. Wait, <laughs> which one has spiders? They both do. Oh, no. We have double spiders now. All of the spiders. They're perfectly mirroring each other in every way. Well, it's probably I, for the best. I, I'm, I'm going to turn to like. Oh wait, no. Uh, Shining Peak is also four senses. So I'm like, and you're not getting any kind of bad feeling about this, like those creeps that keep possessing people. I mean, you know, I get a bad feeling from all the spiders, but <laughs> crawling all over you, considering you're holding <laughs> both of them. <laughs> but I'm not it now. Okay. Uh, okay. I guess just uh, shove this down with some brown and uh, continue on. <laughs> we have brown milk now. Tor, keep the ship, uh, keep the ship running. We may need to get out of here in a hurry. Tora, Tora nods, gives you a thumbs up, and like lights up a death stick to you know give her a stimulant. She's like, oh, it's one of these days. <laughs> oh boy! I always picture Tora as like a thirteen-year-old, and I'm like, you shouldn't be smoking. And then I forget that she's actually like a full-grown person. And also, death sticks aren't cigarettes; they're a combat stim. They're meth. <laughs> That makes it worse. <laughs> she's, she's smoking trucker stimulants. 
Yes, it's, I added another conversation we need to have to the backlog. <laughs> the Jedi Order has never explicitly said you're not allowed to be addicted to meth. Uh, I'm pretty sure that goes against most of their tenants, but okay. They don't, you know, the letter of the law. I mean, it's war times. Everybody gets some stims. Some, sometimes you gotta get a little soft with things. Also, she'll, like, you know, pass you one of the guys to the pack if anyone needs, like, a pick-me-up, because some of you seem a little worn out. I mean, she's been in here in the same machine for, like, ten years, guys. Nobody cares. Anyway, if no one says yes, we're moving on. We're moving on. Uh, the last thing that happens before you guys decide to cut a scene is you hear a bunch of banging, clattering, and noise and some rock shifting from above you as a body falls all the way down from that hole you made and slams in front of you in a broken heap. It's the Republican. Uh, I will get into a combat stance, just in case. Yeah, all of his limbs and bones. Wait, I assume you guys told me about that, though, right? Yeah, you guys know about that. Anyway, all of of his misshapen and twisted around limbs reset themselves pretty quickly until he's, you know, back to a normal stretch Armstrong, and he just gets up and looks normal. Hey, guys! Hey, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, nod towards the arm and, like, be like, hey, uh, we all good? And I'll, like, give a thumbs up and be like... The arm, covered in his own blood, gives a thumbs up. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's that blue antifreeze that keeps coming out of him that I keep constantly (laughs) describing. Yeah, but we didn't realize it was also would also be considered blood. I think that's what we're saying. Because you say blood and we we assume red. I have said every time I describe him, I describe that every fluid he leaks that he is filled with is antifreeze mixed with cold toke. That is the only fluid in his system. Okay. So it's covered in blue milk. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, thumbs up. Republican is none the wiser. Well, he seems to have sorted himself out. Concerningly. They said just throwing the blender. So, the next scene will be you guys uh, going to this where the stellar intelligence is. So, my question to you is, what kind of prep work do you do before you go on in? Are we able to... Like, we're on a time limit, right? We can't really take a rest. I mean, you could take a brief rest. Like, it's not going to matter in the long run here. Well, eat. If this was Final Fantasy, you could set up a cabin on the save point (laughs) (laughs) to get back your HP and your MP. I'm I'm going to eat some food, weeping, and share it with my spiders then. Yeah, guys, keep keep a track of what's damaged and stuff for sharing food. Uh, eventually, one of the Sicariuses melts into goo until it's a dude in a black bodysuit with a comedy tragedy mask, and he just stands up, looks at you all, and just starts walking away. At, at that point, Sicarius, who had almost made it back to sanity, just starts, like, just confused and sad again. I think he called himself Chevron Laser Prime. Whatever that would mean. So how why didn't you tell us beforehand? If you knew that it wasn't him, why didn't you say so? Because at the moment he was Sicarius, so you know you don't call an actor by you know his people name when he's in the role. <laughs> you can't <laughs> use his people name for what? those of you who live outside the Strait of Messina. Mm. Chevron Laser is a famous Hollowvid star, like multi-picture spanning the galaxy, famous. He went missing when the Clone Wars started. What the fuck? Oh boy. Oh boy. Well, well, that happened. So how does uh, Sheremil work to... So you eat food, you heal, and if you all sit together and share, and one single extra heal pops out of it. 
Okay. And if you feed food to your companions, they heal. Num num. Well, I've um, got I've got lots of food and a couple of slow healing poultices if anybody needs it. Yeah, I've got one med kit and I've got uh, a fair bit of food. Hey, Devin. Yeah. My uh, last session, I damaged a bond with a companion, but that doesn't damage the actual companion. No. So what what does that mean? It means you erase a bond with them. Yeah, so they have no more bonds. Oh, then they leave. Okay, so the droid just leaves? Well, he's too damaged to function right now, basically. Like, his logic circuits are fried, so you're going to need time to, like, reestablish his identity. Okay. You can spend a scene with him to, you know, reestablish a friendship, and then like, he'll come back as a companion. Yeah. Okay. Maybe even a food-eating scene where you start fixing him up and form a bond with him. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, can I, can I just start working on him here? Yeah. Okay. What, uh, what else are people are doing? Uh, well, I'm just, who needs, okay, first of all, um, who's, who's damaged? I've healed myself because I ate a food. I, I healed myself and I can only heal me and my spiders because I only have spider food. I have food to share if anybody else needs some. I have a healing kit. Do you, do you have more than one damage? I do have one additional point of damage. Okay. You want the healing kit? Uh, I think uh, I don't think we need the healing has... kit because we're all sitting down and sharing a meal. So there's he an extra can't share meals. He can't share meals. Oh no! I... I believe I can share meals. I just can't okay, share okay. my food. Everybody, me. wait a minute! You're all eating together. Mm-hmm. One heal pops out extra. It doesn't have to be Ian. I'm all sitting down and sharing a meal. It, it counts. He doesn't have to yep. do anything extra. He just has to eat spider food. We know. We're okay. just saying. Okay. Like. People thought that that Ian couldn't take that healing, but okay, he, can, he can. So it's fine. Yeah, it's just generated out of numinous ether. Like it's it's not really you don't have to hard rule it down. It just is there. Right. And uh, I believe Shining Peak has taken two damage. I mean, yeah, I'm using my a healing light and B my ton of food, and sh- you know, I guess give that to my companions to heal. I established also a pecking order, so I eat first, then the old Zillobis, then the Rancor, and oh, then Chelsea. Fuck me. <laughs> so, guys, um, yeah? you guys, this is the first time you've noticed that Shiny Peak has a Zillow Beast, even though it was in the cargo hold under a tarp sleeping the whole time. You, you heard about the Zillow Beast attack on Coruscant. It was this, but I was bigger. there. You were there, dog. Yeah, yeah. Like, I wasn't, like, there there, but... Like, I was on planet at the time and saw clips of it. I mean, it's hard not to hear about, you know, the Supreme Chancellor being attacked by some, you know, giant beast. There's literally found footage from, like, someone's vid recorder of the Chancellor riding on an astromech droid, avoiding being eaten by this thing in a comical manner. I, uh, I have that clip saved. <laughs> I just watch it sometimes. And, I mean, I'm not going to say that in front of the Jedi because it's probably disrespectful to the Supreme Chancellor, but it's funny as hell. It's it's a confusing scene for sure. You don't this really little understand. old man on top of a little astromech that's flying away, and it's just oh, the silliest thing possible. You're a clone trooper, so you know that's not any astromech. That's Anakin. That's General Skywalker's pet. That makes it better. General Skywalker. That, that goddamn- droid was fucking personally thanked by multiple royalties of planets. Technically, that droid gets a little bit more respect than you do because you're one of the troops, and it's yeah. Uh, that okay. droid gets more respect than Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Chewbacca is- didn't happen yet, I guess, but whatever. So I think in 
the Star Wars fandom, like the easiest low-key way of making people upset would be to say that, you know, Artus memories got wiped. Just like, you know, Adam is a movie. I mean, it's obvious he probably did, because there's a huge plot points with him knowing the, the Clone Wars. Just aggressive plot points that just fall apart, because Artus could just talk to, to Luke at any time. Be like, oh shit, Vader, I know that dog. Let me tell you, here's a list of all his fears and weaknesses. <laughs> okay. All you have to tell him is that his mom would be disappointed at him. <laughs> yeah, drop the word shmi around him, see what happens. Does he like Sheev because his name sounds like his mom's name? We're moving on, so you guys <laughs> all have a meal, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I call the rest of my guys in. They all arrive. Burn and- one of my meals to heal up uh, one of the damage to Torah, I think, then. Okay, cool. Got it. Good, Sorry, go good. on. So yeah, you all, have, like, you all sit down and eat. Do you have anything you want to talk about before you go down there? You sense a great disturbance in the force ahead of you. Something cold. Well, for starters, I asked Seven about the, uh, the busted-up droid leaking black ooze in the hallway. Oh yeah, that happened. In the background, you can see Tor throwing it out the window into a pyre uh, that she has started uh, on the ground. Well, I... It appears that a dead droid is dead enough for the... uh, whatever forces loose in this sector to work with it. One of the beings, the entities from the Event Horizon possessed an assassin droid that uh, we destroyed when it boarded the ship. That to be reason... fair, it is an assassin, and it is a droid, but it's okay. not an assassin droid. But still, <laughs> so many philosophical questions. Thank you, General Poindexter. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think it makes sense. I think it makes sense. Uh, it probably couldn't possess, like, a battle droid right off the rack, but if it's been around long enough and it has its own personal experiences, you know, it becomes enough of its own person. Yes, well, yes, I agree. I've been arguing that for decades. <laughs> for a thousand generations. It literally took the devil confirming he can possess droids for people to realize that they have souls and can belong to the church. <laughs> My god. They're like, it's airtight. The devil can possess you. Welcome to the church. You have rights now. <laughs> you clearly have a soul, so yeah, okay. Thanks, the devil. <laughs> That was his plan all along. My point being that whatever power they're drawing on, it doesn't seem to be based in flesh, but rather in death itself. Interesting. Interesting. Kind of mes- metaphysics of the soul. Yeah. I guess- oh, yeah. It's all weird, Chet uh, Satan says, as he's you know eating his uh, food from a bowl. It's noodles. Oh, hello. Hey. Who are you? I get to eat f- uh, I'm the guy that gets to eat fourth. He gives a thumbs up to uh, Shining Peak. Yeah, the Zilla Beast. Remember, he's lower in the pecking order than the Zilla Beast. And the Rancor, which is here. There's a Rancor here. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, yes. hello, fourth guy. Hey, I'm uh, I'm Chet Satan, mass, uh, former master of Terrace Kazi. Uh, nice to meet you. I was recently stabbed by your friend, and now I work with her because she stabbed me. Makes sense. Makes sense. I. That is certainly a way to develop friendships. Are you guys talking about the killers, though? Yes. I mean... The killers. The killers? Yeah, the killers. They come in a pair of three. Three? three. Yeah, Bob, Mike, and Croc. 
Croc. We fought that guy. I didn't think he was the same type of thing. He seemed to just be a guy. You, have you ever seen a Trandoshan that looks like that? No. You know, he smiles. There we go. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Shame about him being fired, but hey, got us a job. Fired? Oh, yeah, Lord Marshall was super pissed after you guys beat him up. He had to be, air quotes, punished. That sounds ominous. Is, is he destroyed? I mean, that would probably be what he prefers, as far as I know, how what, what, what went down. So, like, you guys are like a whole thing, eh? I didn't, uh, I didn't realize that we actually had like people opposing the Lord Marshal. I thought it was just like, you know, individual people. You're like a thing. Yeah. We didn't know there was like a thing of people here. That's crazy. Are you like a Jedi? You have a lightsaber on your belt. You're a Jedi, right? You're a Jedi. I've clocked you as a Jedi. You're a Jedi. You're not going to hide that from me, right? I am. Okay. Just cool. Um, yeah. So, like, what is this? Like a republic? anti-death cult force something Not like all that of us are from the republic but we're mostly just a coalition that have joined together in the strait of messina to stop this death cult because it's insane i'm mostly just a concerned third party huh. oh wait you're you're 411km yes i am oh man oh, okay no yeah i heard a lot about you from your sibling oh that guy Terminal finances. Yeah, he finances. I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, he sucks. He cheats at uh, at Stratagema because he's a yes, droid. he does. And Batten. And Batten. I I'm just making up card games here. Oh, okay. Uh, Stratagema is an actual game from Star Trek: The Next Generation. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that. Let's play some realm. To be fair, though, I hear he couldn't cheat too well at the ancient game of Coruscant. Everyone laughs. Who is it a PC? <laughs> yes. Yes, that was very satisfying. <laughs> oh, God damn. Yeah, you guys all have a nice meal. If you want to forge bonds with NPCs, this is the opportunity I've presented to do it. Because you all just had a nice hangout together. Can I form a bond with the Zillow Beast? Yeah. Yeah. Yay. I actually do want to like hang out with it in the in the dock and stuff because it like can sense evil and stuff. Yeah, it can. Like it, it's it's actually an intelligent creature. It's not just a, a beast. It's like a like if you walk over to it and are talking to it, it'll draw like a triangle in the ground badly and try to do the shapes. <laughs> oh well, hey buddy. <laughs> His name's Zigzag. Yep. So are we all healed up to max. Y'all got your bonds formed? Y'all got your healing done? Because this is going to be it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, hang out with my, my Mandalorians and, and chat with them a bit. Yeah, they're excited. They're happy to be here. You know, they're sad that uh, the, the son of the Scalds passed away recently. That's a bit of a bummer for this really fun day. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Oh, my God. Do you, do, you think, do you think his sister knows yet? Mara? No. She went off planet. She doesn't know anything about this. <laughs> well, the the important thing was he went with honor. They not, yeah, no, it is pretty important. He was a good son and a and a dear friend. 
we shall all mourn his loss. As a side note, that call Mara got earlier where she like left the battle was her dad being like, hey, your brother died. You got to come home. Uh, this, <laughs> this is real. You got to stop doing whatever you're doing. She's like, oh, shit, I got to go. That was her calling time out, by the way. She's like, uh-huh. take this call. It's for my dad. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> my bad. I mean, to be fair, they weren't speaking the language that you understood when they were agreeing to it. They were speaking Mando. Okay, well, if you're all ready, then, uh, I'm going to put a pause on the recording, and we will enter into the showdown. Oh, boy. Okay, gang. So, uh, you continue down the tunnels. The tunnels give way to, like, turbo lift. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Before we go down, I try to use the ship sensors, or anything left of them, to see what's down the tunnel. Uh, A bunch of interference from a bunch of exotic particles you don't understand or comprehend that the ship sensors aren't calibrated to properly uh, flesh out. There's something down there, and it isn't uh, normal. Okay. All right. Now we can proceed. (laughs) So, the cave system and the the natural ice formations and the stone that's thawing out from under it start to give way to structured mechanical concepts and, um, you know, designed architecture as you're clearly now in... Uh, they're in the belly of a capital ship, a large Republic ship. Like you just tell from the way the hallways are made, the doors are done, the way panels are installed. This vessel was, wasn't meant to just go from system to system. This vessel was meant to, to ferry precious cargo and be heavily armored and defended. Um, your travels eventually bring you to a main uh, turbo lift artery within the system, uh, much larger than normal, probably a cargo elevator that's clearly been recently used as it has power. If you go inside, and no one's saying otherwise, so I'm assuming you go in to just give it a check, it yeah. has a destination lit up uh, from here, and it is uh, what they call, um, I think they call it uh, Exotic Materials Containment uh, Command Center. Hmm. Well, that's... Exotic rough. material... Okay. This looks like our destination. If I was smarter... Or cleverer, I would have it spell out Mike in an anagram, forwards or backwards, but I forgot to do that. So I was gonna, I was gonna say, I'm, I'm like exotic materials. So I'm like, Devin, you fucked it up. You were trying to spell Mike. I did, I did. <laughs> Just assume it spells Mike and move on. Move on with it. I'm not on every day, only most days. It spells Mike in common. Yeah. <laughs> so, you hit the button, the turbo closes with all of your many, many, many people on board. <laughs> Many people and other things. And the Beast and a yeah. Beast. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all and crowd the, uh, very uncomfortably into the... Group <laughs> hug. Into the elevator. The Mandalorians are very huggy. <laughs> so are Wampus. Oh, God. Do you have Wampus here? Did you bring Wampus, Nicole? The group of them? I mean, they were in the crater, uh... Did you bring them with you on the ship? On your no, you didn't bring them on your mech. You can only bring so many people. Yeah, exactly. So I guess they're still in the crater fighting. Yeah, but I waited for all of my guys to show up. Did you wait for all of your guys to show up? <laughs> Listen, I don't want to get all of these fucking cute teddy bears killed. Okay, all right. they definitely gonna die if we bring them into this situation. Don't worry, I brought bumbles. Only just to hurt us. You brought bumbles. Oh, oh no! Wallpaper no. stump. <laughs> okay. So uh, I'm going to remove. Oh, no, I guess I'll keep them there when we get up to it. So, yeah, the elevator gives way to a corridor, and the corridor is large, and it looks like it's a service elevator. Like, it looks like 
you know, you could bring multiple like like uh, speeder cars through here, like maybe two abreast. Like it's built to haul stuff into it. Uh, and as you go down this large cavernous hallway, um, you know, it's two. You notice things. One, the architecture is all twisted and warped and coral like and like spitted, like uh, spiked up the way ferrofluid is when uh, exposed to a strong magnetic current, the way it builds up on itself and and writhes and uh, kind of rhythmically changes and becomes spikes and goes back to being flat. That is actively happening. It's not a past tense. It's melting and churning right now as you walk down the hallway. Oh, that ain't good. Oh, boy. Hmm. Uh, the next thing you start to notice is the damage to this place. It's been torn apart. Like panels have been ripped up everywhere. There's wiring and stuff like hanging out and sparks going off and light panels trying to come online. But the light all comes off this weird uh, pale uh, purple color that isn't quite purple. And it's almost like it's, it's a color you can't quite identify. Uh, and it's just pulsing through all the damaged circuitry and equipment in here. The large double uh, uh, blast doors are like partially opened, and uh, a thick god ray of light is strobing in uh, through like smoke and clouds. That is the setup for the elevator now that you're in the scene. I will point out now that due to the nature of the Overlord, no one is allowed to have hope anymore. Ah, hope is for the weak. We all knew we were going in this hard. Might as well be a little harder. Let's. <laughs> oh, Devin, uh, I forgot to do the thing. The war ritual yeah. thing for the Beast Playbook? Well, you, you forgot. It's fine. You can say you did it. Nicole did a war dance for being the Beast Playbook. <laughs> yeah. To, Probably uh... with the Mandalorians. Yeah, they all hung out. That was great. They all got ready for it. Mm hmm. They did a haka. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I'd say exactly that, just in case it's a little bit uh, appropriate-y, but uh, Tamara Morrison would definitely be playing the coolest character if it's a clone, so it might be okay. I don't know. I can't make that call. <laughs> That's fair. Sorry I brought it up. I would hire a sensitivity writer to make that call for me. <laughs> oh, boy. Wizards of the Coast. Our entire podcast would be us saying, hi, our name is, and then it would just end. Oh my goodness. I think we're better than that. <laughs> okay, we're going to do a Nickelback. We're Canadian. We're not a D&D podcast. It'll be fine. Okay. Um, yeah, but no, you did your like like battle ritual to get yourself energized and you're ready for this, so that is loaded. So, the door awaits you. Who wants to take point? I mean, I will. I will. <laughs> There it is. Maybe Sicarius can look closely because that's his thing. Yeah, that's probably no, because this is a different room. So, so you enter the room and you look closely to get yourself webs. Ah, uh, fine. I don't I'll think do it resets that. on a by route, like on a by doorway yeah, it's, basis. No, it's location. This is the same yeah. location. <laughs> this is the same uh, location. Not, okay. not as before, but it. If you're in the elevator and then you exit the elevator, it's okay to keep the webs from the elevator. There was a long elevator. discussion about how. Yeah. Anyways. Um, <laughs> okay, will, guys. We'll guys, I just said Ian keeps his web because he just gained it in that fight he was doing with like his brother and those guys. He gets oh, okay. to keep it. Come on. Oh, okay. 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 This is this um, is like a new you know, like better than one web. Yeah, like mostly okay. because this was the lead up and the prep work to the boss battle. I'm not going to steal away his prep work from the boss battle, right? Like he he engaged to get some web for it. Right, sure. Okay, I will do another look closely though, um, and it will be a 
I believe it's a nine. Yes, it is nine. Finds it the hard way. All right, talk to me. So, um, what's going on here? What do my senses tell me as I peek around this door? Your senses are deafened by what you see as you peek on in. Um, It's perfectly dark inside the, the command center. But you don't really understand why, because there's light everywhere, but the light's being smothered by some sort of darkness. Like, this is a large cavernous room with a giant, visibly lit up with pale light cube in the center. And the cube is, I don't know, maybe the size of half a car uh, with, like, weird exotic writings on it and, like, glassy surfaces. And it's pulsing with this light. And this room is full of alien artifacts, large statues that have been welded to the walls, uh, equipment and display cases that have long been shattered and tossed over, um, equipment ripped apart everywhere and cabling down, but it's hard to like get a, a picture of exactly what's in the room because this oppressive darkness is just pressing through and like just looking at it and having it hit your many eyes seems to like deafen you like you've been in the middle of an explosion. Uh, something is happening in here, and just from like snippets and strobe light effects, you can kind of make out the vague after images of movement and motion as it trails uh, in between the, the light shows when you can properly see it. Things are moving in between your blinks, basically. Um, the cube itself, you can see uh, on every surface, there's the impression of like light and shadows of hands pressing up against it, and faces like open with open mouths trying to like press up to it. Oh, go. Oh, Ooh. boy. Okay. Um, that's question uh, one. Yeah, that's terrifying. Um, what looks suspicious out of place kind of thing? More What's so. Hidden? Yeah, what? more so than just the terrifying. Well, yeah, because all of this is like from one thing. So stuff that would be out of place is stuff from different type of architecture and stuff like Guys, that. Guys, we are out of yeah. place. Standing standing in front of the cube with his helmet on, looking down at the ground with his hands behind his back, uh, cup behind him, is a single clone trooper staring directly ahead of the door, kind of like with his helmet visor angled down on a downward angle. Wait, staring directly at the door? Like you're going to come into, yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Um, Anyone else want a question? Um, Let's see, what other questions are there? You also just um, make up a question. Yeah. Yeah, who what do I know about this storm is there anything interesting about this stormtrooper? He has stormtrooper. Clone trooper. Sorry, clone clone trooper. Okay. Clone trooper. <laughs> he has the, he has the Lord Marshal's personal necromonger insignia emblazoned on his uh clone trooper armor. Oh. Interesting. Okay. That's that's my three questions. All right. So it's the hard way. I'll let you know about the hard way. The hard <laughs> way is coming for Sicarius. Okay. That's fair. Um, yeah, is, is it... So it's just the uh, clone trooper that I see in there, eh? The best you can make out right now. Okay. Uh, I, I'll obviously relay this info to the rest of the group. Just one clone trooper? Easy peasy Jedi squeezy. That's... <laughs> I mean, and Sicarius moves out of the way. Uh, by all means. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's or my brother. Not. Well, he's got a lot of insignia on it, so I think that's a traitor. We'll try to reason with him if it's possible. Yeah. Um, 
do. I have no idea what we should do, guys. Uh, is, it, is it just him in there? Dread, Dread maybe go first? Because yeah. clone trooper to clone trooper? Yeah, I'll, Not... I'll, yeah, I'll go first just... then. Perhaps you can reason with him. Yeah. And is that thing that Devin just described, is that what we're here for? The cube? That scary cube with the faces and shit inside? As far I as as far as so. your, your plan from the future told you, that is what you should be looking for for the stellar intelligence. Okay, that's horrifying. Good to know. Is there any reason we actually want to have that thing as opposed to we have that thing in a million it. pieces? <laughs> well, I mean, you're future us told us to take it. You're assuming it's destructible. Yeah, it, it, it's like ancient Zepho tech, so it prob- we can't probably can't destroy it. Well, from, outside, from outside the galaxy. I, I assume I can destroy most anything with that. So it sounds like a joke for two lightsabers. The, Zeph- the Zepho suffered uh, many failures of the material world during their long reign, but mortality in their artifacts was not one of them. <laughs> um, and... We definitely don't want the Lord Marshal to have it. Plus, if it's a stellar intelligence to do with the Zepho, they're like an, a super ancient, like, origin-style force culture. It, it'd, be, it'd be valuable for any of the force users here. <laughs> to, to reestablish something I said earlier when I first introduced the concept of the stellar intelligence, it is said that somewhere in the heart of Coruscant, a Zepho stellar intelligence powers the entire planet's uh, like automation systems and like city constructing. Like The towers that rise up from Coruscant rise up from roots in the ground from fabrication plants deep within the core. And it's said that there's somewhere a Zepho artifact that like runs the whole city's like spreading and growth and the entire planet has forgotten about it for thousands of years. Yeah, but if you're learned enough, like a Jedi, or like you've got a good education, that's actually a popular theory on Coruscant, that this is a, an ancient crown jewel of the old empires. There's even a specific Jedi who takes it way seriously. Yes, actually. Yeah, it really? doesn't take... Uh, it doesn't yeah. um, take, Jedi like, Master Braytac. Yeah, it doesn't take like Master Yoda to tell that that thing does not come from any of the precincts of the Force you particularly want to listen to, though. Right, and what? and as and as uh, Dreadnought has mentioned, Jedi Master Braytac, who is famous for his studies of the Zepho, uh, he once posited that early Jedi culture based holocron designs off of stellar intelligences. It's one of the reasons no one likes to talk to him or hang out with him. <laughs> He's kind of uh, really focused on his one interest and not really anything else. Like he disappeared in the Clone War; no one's ever seen him since. So you're saying the Jedi's are probably the culture. Anyway, the next action is yours, and it sounds like there's a lull in the action happening, so... We were just discussing stuff, because people I know. were confused. Go, Threat, go. No, yeah. it's fine. I'm not trying to rush you along, my bad. I just, I like I like saying that because it frightens you. Uh, so yeah, I will go so out. I'm still going to be in my action, By the way, it's when we look to you, like, what happens next? I know. It also says a lonely action. I know. I know. I know. It's a lot of things. So uh, I'm still going to be in my mech because like, he knows that this That's is smart. my mech. And also, you know, this is a scary area and it's probably going to result in a fight. <laughs> so yeah, I will uh, walk out of the... Uh, the little AT-AT walkers? Yeah. And using your big claws, you open the doors? Yeah. And you exit into the room. So your system has like clearly 
multi like visual inputs and stuff and whatnot. Yes. And because you have night vision on, you actually see what everyone else who doesn't have night vision isn't seeing. And that's not that this place is covered in darkness. This place has cover. Um, it has a smoke screen going on and the smoke screen in the night vision and your like exotic sensors that like the Republic installed in your machine and the stuff you installed from the ancient Mandalorian technology from their old mythosaur. Mm-hmm. Um, you are seeing that the area is covered densely packed with what looks like the outlines of animals and creatures so overlapped on each other and so struggling and writhing throughout this room that their intangible specter likeness is actually compounding on the light pouring through and obscuring it this place is full of ghosts oh and uh yeah even with your night vision on it's actually harder to see what's going on <laughs> you'd have to rely on like pure visual feeds okay or like your your little gun holes you can open up in the front like little like plaster <laughs> shades so it will like pour in and the noise will come on in. <laughs> but yeah, you approach alone. You can't even hear the sound of your own mech stomping from the overwhelming <laughs> like sensory overload. Brother, what are you doing in this accursed place? He looks up. You shouldn't have come here. It's too soon. <sighs> I know that you want to get through to me. But you must know that I can't turn against anyone without evidence. I suggest that you let me take this uh, stellar intelligence and we arrange to meet at a neutral location so you can come with that evidence and present it to me. I'd like that, brother, but there's a problem with your plan. What's that? He won't let us leave. Um, and behind him, and you haven't noticed, behind the stellar intelligence, 13 foot feet tall and looming, with his hands just dangling at his side, is a 13 foot tall death metal skeleton that you previously had not seen there. <laughs> oh. Listen, brother. I know things are confusing for you right now, and they were confusing for me too. But if I've learned anything, it's that sometimes you got to trust your gut. And I need you to look at me. Look at my face. He takes off his helmet. Look at it. I'm you. If you were me right now, you'd be doing everything I'm doing. You got to trust that part of yourself, and you got to take me on faith here. You don't want to be here right now. You don't want to get involved in this. Come meet us on Korriban. We can show you what's happening, we can show you the solution. We can save this galaxy. You can finish the mission you were bred for, brother. Just as you think that I would be doing the same that you are doing, if you were my, my, if I was in your position, you must know that I cannot just come to the enemy's base and not assume it would be a trap. It has to be a neutral location. You made another mistake. Corbon's not the Lord Marshal's base. Corbon's not the Doctor's base. Corbon was neutral ground. Really? Why Look, do the you doctor, say it was? Things are, ha- are transpiring in advance and faster than you can imagine, brother. Yagdul's already gone. The work continues. 
I don't think either of us is going to gain any ground here. Look, the doctor remembers you. He has a soft spot for you. He'll spare you. He'll let you come with. But the Jedi? You can't trust them. They'll betray you. Don't believe their lies. Those are bold words about a man who you say has just destroyed his own people. He looks. Seven steps around the edge of the mech. Yeah, this whole show is going on. The Lord Marshal raises, uh, like in slow motion, his finger to his mouth and makes a shh motion. And the light show stops and you're in a dimly lit tomb area now. Uh, And you can see that there are things in here. Uh, For instance, Killer Croc's here right by the door you just walked into and he's staring at you, but he looks different now. Uh, He has his face. You can no longer see his eyes because metal has been put over top of it with old Republic symbols that say reject and they've been screwed into his skull and he's wearing like rags of his old uniform and he's like sniffing around in the air when you walk in and start talking because you can see that his ears have been covered up. I'm going to focus in on the Lord Marshal on the other side of the room. There's also bodies everywhere that are starting to like slowly like open, like raise their head and like all in use and turn to you with like dead little eyes, but they're not advancing. And yeah, long shot, the clone is just there. Lord Marshal or doctor, if that still means anything to you, if any sanity remains to you, stand down. There's still time to end this madness. Um, That would be... Speak softly. Uh, no, reveal the way uh, with wisdom, which I'm not even going to bother to roll. I'm going to go ahead and uh, burn iron. Well, first of all, pay a price. Yeah. Let's start this party. Pay a price for acting against the Lord Marshal, the Overlord. Okay, sure. Scratch pad. Hmm. Spend some gear? Take a setback. I think since we already seem to uh, be in the middle of one of those big time. Okay, uh, I will prep that setback when it comes up uh, in just a second. Yeah, what is it, Heart of Iron or Fire? Iron is the automatic fail a roll to yep. uh, erase one of the, his bonds. Yep. It's Heart of Iron, so you erase a bond with him. I'll go to my bonds and do that. I'll erase the bond he has. Uh, you are in over your head. That was a bond he had with you. And now he doesn't. Nope. Uh, so he's gonna steal the spotlight and twist the knife on you, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna dive down on into that. So you walk forward, you make a plea to him, and be like, "Stand down!" And the clone looks like like just she glances over his shoulder and looks back, and he kind of puts up his hand to be like, "Your what?" Do the Jedi endorse universal suffering? You know that we do not. Then how come this war continues? And there's like an echo effect when he talks. Because we are not 
the only actors in the galaxy, nor all-powerful. Why not? And uh, at that point, uh, Killer Croc is going to uh, lunge and grab you and uh, hurl you in- onto one of the altars that they recovered and just like crush your chest down as he like gets on top of you, clawing at you. The why not sounds a lot like someone who is who has been let down by their heroes. <laughs> and you just hear yeah, Killer Croc's looking around trying to smell you, it sounds like. And yeah, when Longshot says, why not? Uh, yeah, you start to hear that kind of pounding in your ear from like the, the, the surgery center, heart monitors, people rushing, medical equipment. And for a moment, you're going to take a damage, by the way, from Heart of Iron. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to throw a setback at you as uh, Tora runs in, being like, all right, I'm here to... Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. I shouldn't have come here. The Lord Marshal looks at her. The setback is she's on scene, by the way. Anyway, I'm going to now hit you with what's called Heart of Ice. Once I deal damage to someone who I have a bond with or has a bond with me, I can now make a second hard cut that isn't damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm taking be- damage, to be clear? Yes, you are. Okay, I'll uh, go ahead with damage grace. Yeah, and it's necrotic, so make it a, instead of an X, say it's an N. Well, I've just been striking through, so I'm not really sure what to do with that. Oh, there's a there's a little section right next to your stat number that's supposed to be for the X or the N. Uh, oh! That I, that I put there for you. Oh, so just, I've been putting anything there, so I'll just put an X. Um... Anyway, the, the setback is Tora's on scene. She's fully healed. She took time to rest before getting the ship in order and coming here to, like, help because this is the mission, goddammit. Um, and the other cut I'm going to make is I'm going to separate you from the group as Croc will leave you on the altar because you're now incensed as Tora's here, you're here, the Lord Marshal's here. You're in a room. It is a vast, clear, paneled, glassy room about the size of a football field. There's an inverted pyramid made from crystal on the top. You are clearly underwater. In the middle of a room is a figure covered in bandages. It looks like they're partially mummified or in a straight jacket with wires and machinery in their spinal column going into the ceiling. Tor's there looking 20 to 30 years older and messed up. Something bad happened to her and she's holding a gut wound with a uh, vibro sword covered in red fire uh, at her side, leaning up against the back wall. She looks directly at you just a bit past you and goes, but I killed you. It can't be you. And you remember the scene from earlier, clearly. You were mm-hmm. there. But then when you turn around, uh, you're not back to where you were before. There's a large white open door with a shadowy figure in it with their hand outstretched. This is where you've been separated from from the time being. I'm going to swing the spotlight away from you as Lord Marshall is just standing there staring uh, and is quite currently focused on you. We'll pull back in a moment once we go through the other players, if that's all right. Sure. I have separated uh, Zevin from the group with a hard cut. That is what has happened here. Oh boy. All right. So from my perspective, how did that look? Uh, Killer Crop grabbed Zevin, threw him on an altar, punched him in the chest, and he just like started having a seizure on the ground in the strobe, in, and the strobe light started up again. So he is still physically here? Yes. Okay, just to be clear. <laughs> His body is. Yeah. All right. I um, will need to run forward to try to grab him. Okay. Like, I can't just let the Jedi get killed. <laughs> That's my entire job. <laughs> uh, Killer Croc is there. 
Yes. The job of every clone trooper is not to lose the job. <laughs> it's a clone trooper's sacred duty to not lose their job. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you're going to square up with Croc? Yeah, I will uh, try to rush him so that I can like knock him off of Zevin. But, you know, I don't know exactly how big he is, so I don't know how much that Killer would Killer Croc is enormous. He's, right? at, he's almost as big as the Lord Marshal. Oh, no. Oh, I didn't realize. And he's, he's all bulk. He's Killer yeah. Croc from Arkham Asylum. He's the big. Yeah, but I don't know specifically Arkham Asylum, and Killer Croc has gone through many iterations otherwise, so I didn't know how big he was supposed to be. A so nightmare. He's, so he's about as big as her mech. Yeah, actually, he's a kaiju. Yeah, mm. yeah I can. Oh, boy. He, he, he is as big as the baby Zillow Beast in the Rancor. Yeah, like, th- that's bigger than my mech. My mech is a single-person mech. <laughs> yeah, but it's bulky, because it has bulk yeah. on it, because it's 40k aesthetic. Yeah, I, I just wanted to be clear, like, it, it, this is a mech anyway. that can go inside most Anyways. <laughs> anyway. So, Killer Croc is there. You have to deal with him. Uh, Longshot starts talking, it's like, just let him go. Let him go. You can't save him where he's gone. I can at least save his body. <laughs> How many Jedi have retrieved our brother's bodies? Instead of leaving them like to, like spent energy casings. I do not have a reply for that. <laughs> Sometimes you don't need one. Right. Anyway, who wants to act next? I'll step onto the scene. Okay. Um, all right. So there's Killer Cock, there's the Lord Marshal, there's Longshot, and there's Zevin and There's so many things. And Fred. Yeah. Is there anyone else in the room? Uh, yeah, behind the Lord Marshal is what can only be described as a velociraptor with black scales and no eyes. And when its mouth opens, mollusk tendrils come out to smell the air. Uh, covered in Lord Marshal symbols, as well as what you would probably recognize from the Old Republic as ancient war Sith iconography. And he just kind of walks out from behind the Lord Marshal's shadow, almost literally, some would say. Uh, and just starts like opening his mouth and singing as a lot of the bodies in the room start lurching forward. I'll zero in on long shot. And I will try to talk to him. Sure. Long shot's a person. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm trying to talk to him. What is this madness? Why aren't you helping your brother? You stand there and condemn... I heard you stand there and condemn him, but you're still not doing anything to help. (sighs) Clones can't do anything to help this. This is bigger than us. We're... You can still still help as an individual, that individual right there. I don't want... Cog or not. You don't want to? My brother has to learn this. He'll learn it. He'll figure it out. It's how I figured it out. You don't want to? So you would rather see them all die and be just as bad as the Jedi you're, you're talking against? I suppose so, but I've never heard anyone say that a gun was bad or a knife was wicked, so I suppose it's all the same at the end of the day. Well, actually, quite a lot of people say that. No one ever puts a gun in jail. 
would you like to be tried for your crimes? Would that make you feel better? Would that make you feel less like a cog? He just sighs. You don't understand. In due time, there won't be any judges or court. There's not going to be a democracy at the end of this. Unless we all join up with, with the doctor. He knows what's coming. Why don't I understand? Because you don't want to see it. You don't want, none of you do. None of you actually are looking at what's happening in this galaxy. You're all just content to play war. So you're saying I'm too foolish and too short-sighted. I'm saying that you don't want to see the truth in front of you. So you are calling me short-sighted. Call it what you want, but... What do you call a war with two dispensable sides honed to destroy everyone but the third party? What do you call a conspiracy of sorcerers taking control of the longest-reigning democracy in the history of the Republic? What do you call being born to die? You understand that, droid. I do understand. They make you to be as disposable as we are. I do understand. I do what it, know what it's like to be just a face, just the same face and the same number. But that doesn't give you reason to, to opt out out of apathy. The actions I take here with the doctor will ensure my brothers have a long life outside of war and strife and suffering and loneliness and sadness. How so if he's going to destroy everything outside of the Strait of Messina? Yes. Most of our brothers are outside of the Strait of Messina. And except for that he, one, which is about up. to be eaten by Croc. He looks up. You actually believe the propaganda? Well, why wouldn't I? What's the truth then? No one is willing to actually tell me what's happening. They just make vague statements with zero proof and refuse to offer any proof. Lord All you guys are talking about is, is sorcerers and conspiracies, but no specifics. The Jedi started the Clone Wars. They made us. They had the Republic make us. And then they had a, clo- a droid army made and fought us. So we would be the uh, instrument that would bleed dry the Republic with a separatist movement. The Republic's eating itself every day. You've heard the stories. And anytime a Jedi speaks up, by the way, they vanish. What do you mean? Let's go back to the source. Count Dooku. He was Master Yoda's apprentice. He turned bad, turned into a red blade, right? That's what we call them, right? We don't use the word they use because they, we have to be hush-hush about it in reports. But he's a red blade. But if, you rem- but if you look at the records, Dooku was the one talking about reintegrating the political system into the Jedi Order so they were more part of the Republic and not standing apart from it and giving emergency power or strange parasitical control of it. And then he was phased out of the Jedi Council and became a separatist and started the Clone Wars. But Yoda had a different apprentice before him. That apprentice was talking about different things. He was talking about a threat coming, a conspiracy against the Republic, and he vanished. Master General Skywalker, every single day that we go into combat, talks about how the Republic moves slowly, government's being ground to its to a halt. Every single part of this war seems to be designed to eat lives and destroy resources and consume <laughs> neutral worlds. And he is long overdue to be a master on the Jedi Council, and he's been denied. 
Rudwar was an apprentice of Dooku, and he was sent out on a suicide mission with his young with his younger apprentice to cover it up. I don't have the hard facts on me, but I can see the pattern. There's too many things that don't add up. And then I meet Admiral Trench, and Admiral Trench is, has a lot of information from his side that doesn't add up. It's almost like the Separatists don't want to win this war. It's almost like they're addicted to shooting themselves in the foot and running bad strategies with bad generals. Why would they make an army of droids so incompetent? He points at, at Four Kim, your people, your droids. You are a hundred times smarter than any battle droid and more effective than a thousand of them. They didn't just buy you off the shelf. They made battle droids that cheap and useless and then marked them up to sell. They did. They made them badly on purpose. I don't think that's just capitalism at play here. Perhaps not, but perhaps there's a lot of reasons why things happen. And it's not always some grand conspiracy. Admiral Trench was the smartest general the Separatists had, better than Grievous, better than anyone we've ever faced before, and he defected when he found out the truth. He ran the numbers. He used tactical computers for it. It didn't make sense unless it was intentional. He could show you the data. They also specifically pulled him back from the front, like, pulled him back from being a general, even though he was the best they had. Ask, 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 ask my brother. Ask them about Trench's combat. Is Trenches everything we make him out to be? Sicarius. Well, Sicarius? Yes. Yes, he is. <clears throat> he... As, my brother is extremely intelligent. And... Yes. It, 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 I have seen some things he has shown me. I don't... I don't know what's going on here, but there is more to this story. Just walk away. <sighs> like, the zombies are getting up, by the way. Like, they're starting to get up and stuff. Just walk away. Don't make this happen this way. <sighs> I... Uh, we... The Lord Marshal's not going to wipe all life from the galaxy. He's lying to them. He's building a structured army to help fight the Clone War and win it. And a reveal who's been behind it all along. There's a phantom menace to be exposed. So you're telling me that the Lord Marshal is planning to fight both the Separatists and the Republic? He's the only one interested in actually winning the war. Neither side wants to. They're sabotaging each other to drain the galaxy's resources and defenses. So basically what you're telling me is that the Lord Marshal is raising an army to kill a bunch of clones. <laughs> oh, shit. Damn. Nice. Well Zephyr done, Michael. Just flops back down after that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, never said he, I never said he was attacking both sides equally. We have some pull with them. He has a soft <laughs> spot for us. <laughs> but if you think anyone in the Senate's going to survive this... They're all involved. They have to be. No one can be as incompetent as diplomat uh, Binks. <laughs> okay, that's not even fair. I've heard that's not fair. 
<laughs> is this a joke? Is democracy a lie? Why does a fat 10,000 worlds get a vote on every single issue? It drives everything into a standstill. It's almost like no laws are passed unless a war happens, and then the wars use a justification to bypass democracy anyway. So it's not like the republic's a democracy, is it, brother? It's like anyone who wants to line their pockets and loot the galaxy is allowed to loot the galaxy, and no one gets fed. You've been to Ryloth. You've been to Ryloth. You've seen them starve there. Those Clone Wars started, didn't even start with uh, 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 Genosis. The Clone Wars started years ago on Naboo with the Trade Federation blockade. A blockade of a peaceful planet. Of course, this is all assuming the Lord Marshal is telling you the truth. If he wasn't, why would he keep me around? People have a lot of reasons for a lot of things. Uh, at this point, I'm going to I don't need... think I'm willing to believe that the Lord Marshal doesn't care about us. He... He's our doctor. He raised us. He, he's been with us since we were children, and he's always cared. Droid, he's you're... Cared more than anyone. Droid, you're a thinker, right? Mm, usually, yes. Cal- calculate for this. Calculate this for me, if you could. Is it more likely that everyone in this room wants to destroy all life in the galaxy? Or is it more likely that a sworn doctor, a separatist general, a royal clone trooper, people from, uh, points at the Nelvanian, people from her village all came together under one terrible truth, that there isn't a clone war. There's one war, a war against the entire galaxy, and it's being waged by an enemy nobody knows the identity of. We're all enemies here. Yes, but almost all of the... uh, What is the Deadite army called? The Necromonger Horde? Necromonger Horde, thank you. Yes, but almost all of the Necromongers didn't join out of some great ideal. They simply jumped on a bandwagon. They're suffering. The Clone Wars starved the Strait of Messina, and the Separatists were punishing it with experiments and crude torture. Isn't that, that true of all warriors? Yeah, right. That doesn't support your argument. I'm sorry, but I have my orders, and a good soldier follows orders, and these orders will save everyone. We can put an end to this suffering. We could save this galaxy. Just walk away. Sicarius is going to turn to the Lord Marshal. Oh, no. You've been quiet on this and letting your man talk for you. Why not speak for yourself? The Lord Marshal isn't really looking at you, actually. Like, he is, but he's, his eyes are, his, like, faceplate's kind of positioned to where uh, Zevin is. Like, he's not quite present. Scarius is just kind of, kind of, kind of do that, like, wave, like, hello. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like when you. The boss is slow. doing other negotiations right now. He's a doctor. He knows a bit about psychology. Maybe we can save that one. <sighs> Look. So at this point, I have telegraphed. You don't have to be here and stuff enough. I'm going to say that, like, the things in the room are starting to approach you guys. 
Right. Yeah, that's fair. To right. like box you out to like threaten you because this is a threat coming. Like they're not going to start attacking you yet, but you seem to not be doing anything when they're talking. So like Croc is on guard around Zeppelin's body and not letting you approach it. Yeah, I was hoping to draw draw the Lord Marshall into actually talking. But he's apparently not doing that yet. Well, if Lord Marshall is busy, then maybe we should steal the star intelligence from under his you know, busy nose. By all means. You can distract him. You do have the orb. I don't... I, I'm not sure that's going to be a distraction. I mean, just, okay, so... Uh, out of character, we find out exactly uh, how far it can go. Out of character, I think it might be a distraction, but not for the reason you think. <laughs> um, hmm. Um, hmm. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. Ball, ball, ball. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll ask the GM. Would it be a Good idea to pull out the orb. Is that like a stat thing? No. It's just you asking me? Yeah. I mean, it hasn't ever hurt, really. And then you'll eat it. No. Well, let me see what exactly that thing says it does before we do something really incredibly stupid. <laughs> All it does is let, let me talk to people. I mean... If a shortcut me into uh, let an audience with anyone you show it to. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. doesn't say like it doesn't work against uh, threats to the world or anything? Nope. No. No. It's, huh? it's the, yeah. the air is a powerful playbook without being a powerful Yeah. Book. Yeah, damn. They have to start with a castle and fellowship, guys. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna try the orb. Okay, so things are going to start happening very rapidly, and then we're going to cut to where Zevin is. Uh, so you pull out the orb, and the first thing that happens is Croc and any zombie that's nearby, like, locks onto you and starts making a howling rage sound. And, like, starts, like, smoke starts, like, evaporating off of them as they all get big, like they're ready to start a fight. Uh, there's a camera flash effect, and all that strobing basically, like, dies down in an area around you, like uh, soap being dropped into water. And we'll cut back to Zevin. Okay. So Zevin, there's a white door with a black outline with a handout stretched to you. What do you do? I try to get closer and take a better look at it. Looks like a large skeletal finger with his hand outstretched. The doctor, I presume. Mm. Well, the Lord Marshal right now. From behind you, you hear a hello sound. Like a hello. And what point is this supposed to make? From behind you, you hear someone say hello to you. I glance back. The figure that's mum- that's like wrapped in bandages and writhing uh, on an altar in the middle of this underwater pyramid room is like making noise at you. Like, hello? Hello? You sound familiar. His voice has a synthesizer accompaniment with it. Have we met? A long time ago, I had a friend that sounded like you. Far, far away. He was nice. Bit aloof. Why are you here? Did Tora let you in? 
by the way, that scene with Tora fighting uh, Killer Bob is still playing out, and it's uh, it's not going great. What? Fighting Killer Bob? What? You are in an underwater room where Tora has a gut wound, and she's fighting. Uh, she's fighting Killer Bob. You see it now. It's possessed a clone trooper, not one you recognize, uh, and like they're in a fight, and she has a stab wound. Okay, you sort of neglect to mention. I did, I did, because I forgot to include what she saw because you didn't see it the first time. But this time you saw a door, and now things have snapped back. I just lost track of the scene. Okay, so that, that's yeah, my I knew confusion. that Tora had a gut wound, but I, I didn't remember that she was fighting. Yeah, she's currently fighting Bob in the background. Uh, I will step closer to the shrouded figure, see if I can get a better look at who the hell it is. You're bombarded with the sense of formaldehyde as you get closer. Formaldehyde. Yeah, the body is long and lanky and like cross-legged on this altar. Its arms look like they're straight-jacketed across its chest. And it's just it's always kind of moving and shifting. And in between the the kind of white cloth, like straight jacket slash mummy bandages it's wearing you could see pale yellow and sickly green skin with metal protruding out of some parts like staples yellow and sickly green yeah can you reach out with the force to like if see if you recognize them do i know anybody who's yellow and green no but he, he feels familiar it feels like a heat I who are you? Oh, oh, me? I'm I'm a I guess I would be I No, I'm not that anymore, but I'm I I'm I'm Rudwar. Oh. Rudwar-gi? Yes, yes. What happened to you? Oh, I had an an, an accident some time ago and Tor is taking care of me now. In the background they're still fighting. And you hear in the background, hurry, like, who are you talking to? Focus! Rudolph, where are we? What is this? Oh, this this is my home. Tora brought me here after the, the war ended and has been just, you know, she, she worries. So she tends to me and makes sure that I'm stimulated. We, we play Stratagema together. She tells me to, to think of battles, think of warriors fighting uh, uh, resistance members or, or, or troopers in right, white armor gunning down soldiers. And I, we, we play Stratagema as if the two sides are fighting. It's, it's engaging. It's fun. I, I do it to keep her interest. I know she worries, but oftentimes I just don't want to be here. I, I go elsewhere. Zevin touches uh, two fingers to the shredded figure's forehead, closes his eyes. It's very cold. Almost like he's distant, vacant, not quite all here. And then you get a bunch of rapid series of images. You're in front of a mirror, a black mirror um, in a castle of some sort. And you don't see your own reflection. You see the reflection of a shadow. A large man in black armor with machinery and lights across his chest and a cape, staring you down with a dark, chill breathing sound. And then you get an image of... It looks like Tora being shot, like in the face, um, just briefly in the middle of a combat. And then you see Poth 
but it looks different. Maybe older. Maybe something's changed. And you see people in a firefight with furlings, and there's something wrong with them. They're changed somehow. And then you're back to just standing in front of this cloaked figure. Seven closes his eyes. He's trying to move through this moment without fully accepting it, but something about it doesn't feel like just pure illusion. You remind me of my friend Seven. <laughs> Rude War. Can you think back to Lord Marshall? To the oh, Strait of the, Messina? Oh, the doctor. Yes, yes. Uh, my master and I once went to the Strait of Messina to find out about the various force cultures in the area. Dooku was a very interesting master to have, very focused on his dueling. You know, I had a holocron with him in it once. What did you find when you were with him? Oh, we talked about the Ashla and traditions, and he was very interested in getting access to the, 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 the witch moon, Korriban. They didn't really want to go there. It was a no-go zone, but... My master had a way with words, and we, we were able to secure some sort of rite of passage after it went through their Senate. We left before the, the expedition happened, but, uh, you know, we would go there eventually, I'm sure. One day. I think, my, I think my apprentice and I went there once. It was a long time ago. Oh, I, I, I don't really... I, there, was a, there was a fight, a war... A war to end all wars. And you were there, maybe. I, yes, I think, yes, I was there. I, I, I got injured. You know what happens to me a lot. And Tora worries, so she, she took me back here to get better. And, and the clones have been taking care of me. They're, they're very loyal. Here. Where is here? Where are we now? Oh, it's hard to see. I don't really use these eyes anymore. I, I, I think we're underwater? I know this place is very watery, and, and I think I eat a lot of fish. Well, I used to eat a lot of fish. Ridwar, the Lord Marshal, what happened to the doctor? What happened to the doctor? I think, I think he died. It was very sad. He was a... I think he just wanted to help. I don't remember. I remember reading his file. He worked on a lot of clones. You know, I used to know some clones. I used to know this clone called Dreadnought. They were a very good arc trooper. A good soldier follows orders. They always said that <laughs> in the end. Oh, no. Well, as he's moving, you can see some of the robes peel off of his face a bit, and his face is pale and sickly and yellow, and wherever he had those scars in real life, they're here for real now with, like, metal staples underneath. Uh, he has droid parts, but not in the way you're used to. Not like droid replacements. Like someone took his flesh that had been damaged and put it back together with like droid parts as an interface or as like a, like a holder. So like his arm is a, is a Gungan arm, but like some of his fingers are replaced with droid bits and some are stapled on. And like his joints at his elbow and wrist have like a droid motor in, but like there's flesh in between interfacing with them and like electrodes and fuel pumping into them. Like someone put him back together with intent of keeping as much meat on as possible. Are you in pain, old friend? 
No, I, I don't really pay attention to it. I'm not really here most of the time. I stay here for Torah, but... And, like, his head gestures up to the sky. But I'm often out there. Out there. You should try it. You really... The, the Jedi... I think they squandered a lot of our potential in their doings. I think my master might have been right about a few things. Once I let go of my attachment to the Jedi Order, and once I let go of my attachment to this world, I was able to see the galaxy for what it was. And what was that? It's like we're caterpillars here. And once you let go and go into the cocoon, you can soar in the sky for the first time in your life. It's more real out there. Not this crude matter. That wasn't our calling, old friend. We're not here to ascend. We're not here to become. The Jedi are here to help. They're not here anymore, so I don't really think it matters. There's a chill. I think Especially because you know all of the uh, the Mandalorian prophecies and shit that we're, like, we're just talking about. Right, right. Optimism. The last Jedi I ever remember seeing was you, I think. Before you died. <laughs> that was a sad day. Tora was very broken up. I mean, Tora's a Jedi. You can still see her. He meant what he said. <laughs> Like, she is currently screaming at Bob and slamming his head against the wall. Clone troopers are rushing in, being gunned down in the fray as she's fighting alongside them, as some of them are getting up as zombies, and it's quickly turning against her in here. But she's, like, hacking at him with all her hatred. You can feel the fury pumping out of her. Like, she's grabbing debris and slamming them into Bob, and then he jumps to a new corpse. Help me, Rudwar. I, I'm still facing Lord Marshall, and I need to stop to stop his madness before any more lives are lost, any more bloodshed, any more of this darkness leaks into the, uh, this universe of ours. But my friend, you already did. The tides turned as soon as you went to Korriban. Korriban. What did we find on Korriban? Oh. It's complicated. You should just you should just check your journal. You kept a journal. Just read that. It's hard to explain. There was a whole thing with that. Oh, oh, wait! No, no, no. There was um, there was a there was an animal. You have to find an animal. It's it's like um. Do you? Oh, it's hard to explain to you. Do, do, do you know what a midichlorian is? <laughs> Were you ever told that theory? It, it's like that, but it's different. It, it, it lives inside you. It, it'll let you leave. It'll let you leave. You have to leave to succeed. You did. The strength. No, no, it's more personal, I think. It happened a long time ago. Maybe in the future. Tor always worries about that when I can't remember that. She's a good, she's a good apprentice, but she needs to get out more. She needs friends. 
she often I don't think her co-workers like her that much. She talks about this fellow. He calls himself Maul. I don't think he's a good influence. That name kind of rings a bell, but you're not too sure because that wasn't super public. <laughs> I mean, oh. I was personally there. <laughs> Your friend, I think, is waiting for you, though. Who's he now? And, like, it starts getting darker around the edges of your vision around this area. Like, the lights are starting to go out. Mm-hmm. Well, you have a good one. You're going to have a very good time, I think. You know, heroes always have a good time. That's why they, people tell stories about them. I think. Never here to be heroes, Ridwar. Step away from him and walk into the darkness. Oh, it's a light door. It's a blinding light, and now you're in darkness. You're in an empty void that's like howling and screaming, and there's lightning in the background, and there's laughter and shapes you can't see. And in the center of it, under a spotlight, is a given in Doctor's Scrubs, sitting, holding his knees with his hands, just sighing. Hello, Doctor. Hello, Master Zevin. You shouldn't have come. You shouldn't have come here. Do you have a name, or have you cast that aside? uh, I don't remember anymore. I don't remember anymore. They won't let me remember it. (sighs) You've certainly. Gotten into something here, haven't you? Did I? Or was this always going to turn out this way? You can't see it, can you? Not yet. You were always going to end up here, weren't you? <laughs> right? And then the tracks only go where the tracks take it. Yeah. Uh. Well, those I'm are, sorry. Well, those are train character from the Transformers. Uh, 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 Metro Train? Damn it, I, no, I don't remember. That's one of the, you know, always does the train thing, but you just runs people over, over and over. Yeah, the triple changer who's a train, Astro Train, he always does the trolley dilemma on his enemies. He always, like, sets them up to be a trolley dilemma, and he gets to be the trolley. <laughs> in my version of him. Anyway, cutting back to the Lord Marshal in this scene... Time, the universe, the force may be a river, but I believe we have agency within its currents, Doctor. Maybe. I'm trying so hard and I'm not making any progress. A lot of us feel like that these days. It's a hard I time. Just, I just keep putting them back together and they just keep serving me up dead children. That's what they are, you know. The one with you's 13 tops. They just keep giving me more and telling me to make do with less. And then they order more, but they don't give us more resources to put them back together. They throw them on more missions. 
I haven't seen new clone trooper armor in three campaigns. It's the same stuff they were given at manufacturing. And then they assign them to people like you, heroes who can just lead from the front and t- convince them that they can do anything. And then sometimes you turn out to be Pong Krell. A disgrace that man was. Or was he more of the truth? Was he just less subtle about it? Not an intent, but an effect. Doctor, I won't stand here and tell you that what's going on in the galaxy right now is right. It's not the galaxy. It's this job. I can't do it anymore because I'm bad at it. I keep using half measures, and it's not working anymore. I need a full measure. I need a solution. You don't treat the symptoms. Don't treat the symptoms. That's what bad doctors do. I'm a bad doctor. You're a man who did as much as he could with everything he had. A good doctor doesn't look at the chart and lie to himself either. Whatever it is you found here in the Strait of Messina, it's not medicine. These things aren't like you and I. They're not like your Jedi. But they're not, he kind of tries to find the words, they're not smart. You can take advantage of them. I think they like to be taken advantage of. It's in their nature. I can do something with this. I did do something with this, I think, once. I suspect you've... I suspect you got ahead of them for a while, but I don't know that that's where you are now, and I don't know that it's where you'll remain for long, even if you still are. They think they're using you. I'm letting them think they're using me as far as I can remember. But maybe they are using me. But I don't see them coming out ahead as far as I can remember. I remember remember some of them getting quite punished. Doctor, all I've seen since coming to the Straits of Messina is horror and death. That's not your calling. I'm almost there, though. Like, just, uh, it'll all be worth it in the end. The ends justify the means, because if I get to the ends, the means never happened, and everyone comes out ahead. Doctor, all that's happened so far is that you've created all the horror in the universe condensed into this one... This one... uh, Fuck, fuck, what are we in? A a, a sector? Sector. Sector of space. This one sector of space. It's the long game. The difference, Doctor, the difference between this and what's going on outside is that you have the power to end it. You've seen the ghost hand, right? You know about the ghost hand? You have to have. You've seen Mike. You've met Mike. I've seen something. There are things at play here that are leading up to this, like ripples in a pond. You've thrown rocks into a pond, right? course well when you throw rocks into a pond they create ripples and those ripples go out and as far back as i can remember i've always dreamed of being in this place even even since when i was a kid i thought i was just scared of the dark but i think i've always been here 
I think the ripples in the pond of what I'm about to do are going backwards, and that's why it's getting so bad. The closer we get to what I do, the more violent the waves are, like like the approach of the tsunami. But if we get past the tsunami, we get to the end, and it'll be fine. I just need to see it through. Doc, you can't put people back together after taking them apart. And that's all that's happened so far. That's the only thing I've done my entire adult life since the Clone Wars started. Don't tell me I can't put someone together after taking them apart. I've put together hundreds of thousands. I've put together more people than you've ever known in your life. But before, you were never the ones hurting them to begin with. Spare them. I won't hurt them. I don't need to hurt them. I don't need to leave the Strait of Messina. The clones don't have to come here. I can save them. I've just come from a plant. I've just come from a battlefield covered with the Lasat dead, bombarded by your ships, slain by civilians. young fanatics wearing your civilians, troop, uh, civilians, soldiers, dead by the hands of your orbital bombardments from your ships, and they were young all... fanatics wearing your uniforms. And this they were all who you so... are. They were all so eager to join up once I gave them an out. They wanted it. This is what they wanted. They wanted... This is what they voted for in the Senate. This is it. This is all it will ever be unless I finish my work. People will go behind polling screens, check off for the better of two evils, and then it'll be nothing but screams for the rest of time. And I can stop it. I have a solution. I just need work. I just need more time. And what's that? To put a fist around the throat of the universe entire? When I'm done my work, no one in this galaxy will ever have suffered a day in their life. I will cure the disease. The disease is not war. The disease is not cruelty. The disease is suffering. And I will cut it out with my scalpel. Doctor, that's a feat beyond anyone who has ever lived or will ever live. But I have the solution. I found it. The intelligence gives me what I need for it. All the other parts I'm assembling, they'll work. I have the solution. I just need time and faith and people. And I keep running out of people and I keep having to put them together with inferior parts and they keep laughing at me and they keep cutting their arms off and they keep killing the people I'm trying to spare and I can't keep up with them much anymore. I just need a break. Doctor, they're drowning you in the darkness, and they're confusing you. You'll see it. You can put an end to this. Together. We can put an end to this. You don't want an end to this. You know what happens when I fail? People die. No, 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 not people. People's an abstraction. A million deaths is a tragedy. One person, a million deaths is a statistic. No, no, the tragedy here is that door you just came from happens. If I fail, that happens. And you have no idea how bad it gets. You do not comprehend what is beyond that door on the other side of my failure. It gets so much worse. You think the Clone Wars are bad? No one will talk about the Clone Wars after what happens. The Clone Wars will be a footnote in history, a a scuff-up, like every other war the Old Republic had. Do you think people talk about the Mandalorian Wars against the Sith or the Sith Wars against the Old Republic? No one even talks about that anymore. The Clone Wars, what's coming, will make all of those be ancient history. 
And the answer is black sorcery and the living dead? You're looking at the symptoms. These are just what happens when you take the antibiotics. The cure is so much better. People can't suffer if there aren't ever any people. I'm sorry, doctor. I'm just so I can't allow that. It's the will of the, it has to be the will of your force. Why else would they line everything up like this? Why else would there be so many hints and so many mirrors and, and waves and effects and shadows telling that this is coming? Everyone I know involved in this has known about this their entire lives. They just didn't know how to put it into words. Admiral Trench has always been afraid to come to the Strait of Messina ever since he was hatched. He told me that. He saw it in a history book when he was a child, and he knew that one day he'd see his brother die there. That's why he left? What does that mean? It has to be the will of the Force. This is the one chance to save everything before it goes bad. I could stop life from ever having happened and cut out suffering from the entire galaxy for the rest of time. I could be the one good doctor and use a full measure for the first time in history. And there won't have ever been history. Doctor, then you would have no employment. I'm not a Republican doctor. I'm a good doctor. And no patients. That's the best hope any doctor could hope for. To not have a job. To first do no harm. There, no harm will ever happen when I do this. All of the casualties will never have been harmed because they'll never have existed. It's the perfect solution to my code. The death you found and dredged out of whatever hole you became lost in isn't peace. It's horror and pain. Imagine can't a truly want this. Imagine a verdant world, a garden planet full of nothing. Just peaceful and perfect for the rest of time until the stars burn out. The galaxy drifting idly with not one soul suffering in it. A dance of stars and cosmos when no one will ever need a doctor. Keep perching out with the doctor. Pardon? Uh, so two people talk at exactly the same time. So what? Go on. Two then. people talk at the same time. Go on, hold on. Who's talking? I'm sorry for all that you've seen and all that you've been through and the hurt you've had to witness again and again and again and again. But there are people out there now. A, in this very room, never mind the rest of the galaxy at large, who need you. But I'll save them by staying here, and I can't leave anyway. It'll be worth it in the end. That's what they told me. I'd have to stay behind, because I'm here already. 
but everyone else will be fine. Doctor, if I can tell, if I know anything about these things, <laughs> and I don't know a lot, I'll admit as much <laughs> freely. They lie. They lie with with great uh, jagged smiles on their face. But they're evil, and evil is stupid, and I can get ahead of them. It's the only gamble I can take, Jedi. It's this or that. And he points to the door. It doesn't ever get better than today. It never gets better than today. It only is going to get worse. It's already gotten worse. Yeah. Every day you live from here on out, Jedi, will be the best day you've ever had compared to the next one. Come with me, Doctor. Speak to your patient. I can't. They can't. They won't let me leave. It's part of the arrangement. Oh my god. He's hmm? like the most suffering person ever. Of course they want to keep him. Yeah, he's a keeper. He's like a constant source of food, like top shelf quality stuff. This is such a precise and profound hurt he's feeling. Fuck. They literally feed on pain and sorrow. They won't let me leave. Doctor, come with me. We'll defy them together. Out somewhere beyond that door, I promise you, there's hope to be found. You'll regret these words. You'll regret all of this. I know that there's a chance I don't win. I know it's a fool's errand to think that this 1% chance that I could fix everything right will fail. But you, you'll regret this for the rest of your life. I'm sorry. I wish I could have done more for you. Tell that to Dreadnought and Longshot and the rest of them when you see them for the last time. And, don't, uh, give up, don't, little... don't give up on yourself, Doctor. And things start to get a little bit fuzzy as you're kicked off of that altar, because uh, we separated you long enough. Nice! So, uh, let's come back to the group before you like fully wake up, and you can jump on him whenever you want, because the Overlord has been distracted. That's what that cut was, and that whole exchange was. What were you doing in the interim? So the Overlord was legit distracted? Yeah, because I, I used Twist the Knife on the Holden. I have to. <laughs> okay, so the thing I'm thinking is, though, you technically have already completed the plan to take this thing. Yeah. The things that we were trying to do is steal it behind his back while he was distracted. Yeah. So that, how does this work? Swirling melee against the undead. So if we can defeat these undead, we can get it back from him? Maybe. He might, like, it depends on how this is going to line up. So... I guess, you know, shiny people jump in next to Kim to A, protect the little ones, and B, try to lift this giant cube here. I'm not sure how heavy it is, so giant slam will come in handy here. Yeah, you're not going directly to the intelligence, asshole. Everyone is about to start fighting you because you brought out the orb and the orb hurts them. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, we're all into the shit now. I, uh... 
I believe. Because the zombies attack. They're just going to start attacking. It's happening. Longshot shakes his head and puts his helmet on and like backs away back to the Lord Marshal. And the Cenobite approaches, singing ever louder. So the question is, do we want to do this today? Yeah, we might have overshot this session. Again. It's four in the morning here. <laughs> yeah, I think it's yeah. My bad. <laughs> I'm really bad at diving right into the combat. No, this is really cool. Fun. Um, it's like it, it's a weird thing where the social is really good, and so that's taking up a chunk of our time. Uh-huh. But it's really good, and I think we're all enjoying it. So, yeah. well, is it that bad? I would say that social might be. Better if there was like a way to sway those things because a lot of them were people repeating, well, not necessarily people like stating the same point, stating what they think, and you can't really, you know, yeah. sway them of what I know, trying to do some roles. Or Honestly, we probably triggered about 17 different moves there, but I yeah. think the largest takeaway, the most important takeaway, is Zevin has the permission to forge a bond with the Overlord on his character sheet. And oh, that is shit. valuable. That is very valuable. Yeah. Um, That's also- the takeaway. With my, <laughs> I gave you two hard cuts and you walked away with a resource, all right? Let's all check ourselves about missing moves. Also, though, um, the... Oh, shit, what was I saying? Long shot. Oh, um... This is very sad. Uh, now I kind of don't want to win, and I want to <laughs> hug the Overlord forever until he's okay again. I mean, Nicole, you can always take the traitor advancement and then you join the Overlord. <laughs> I would be so miserable fighting against the entire party all the time. That would make me so miserable. <laughs> but, like, oh. The only thing he's using to weaponize against you is the truth. <laughs> so the bad yeah, news so is the doctor so is still powerful. in. So the good news is the doctor's still in there. The bad news is he's batshit insane. <laughs> uh, I believe mad with grief is the optimal term here. <laughs> yeah. he's so a, we... He is literally a gothic villain, a hero of those types of novels because he's his own worst enemy. Devin, are we in the Raven Love to pass the mist? Is this the evil forces toying with some Lord of Dread? <laughs> I mean, now that you say it, the Strait of Messina is covered by, like, a wall of mist. Oh, my God. And you all dumb assholes willingly drove on in, and you all know the mist is a one-way trip. Yeah. We're in Ravenloft. Like, not really. Pretty much. There's a Dark Souls planet. There's a Dark Souls planet, guys. Where do you think you are? There's a Peggy planet. Of course they're evil. Hey, Devin. Yeah. Is hydroxychloroquine the bleach that you were drinking that one time? I have no idea. Move on. (laughs) Move on. (laughs) You know, next game we play, we should just have all beach worlds. Just happy, all beach (laughs) scenes, all nice, fun episodes. Yeah, it's it's like, okay, but you know what? An episode of Star Trek that took place on a beach planet ended ended up having a terrorist attack. So you oh, can't no. even be safe there. Oh no! Anyway, a, a let's, religious let's, fundamentalist terrorist attack. Let's focus in and not talk about the episode where Worf joined a religious fundamentalist sect because he's that much of a prude <laughs> and committed and committed eco terrorism. It was literally because <laughs> and, he didn't 
feel comfortable expressing affection to his girlfriend in public. Yes, and he, he retreated that's how into, far he went. <laughs> he, he retreated into eco-terrorism as a result because- I'm gonna make it rain every day. <laughs> like the Grinch. Uh, so yeah Zevin you're going to be able to come on scene once the fighting kind of hits not like a middle pitch but like once we get a full turn from everyone to guy you can do something this you'll be able to pop on in I feel like we should wrap for here uh, obviously Mm -hmm. sorry we didn't get quite quite to that but I think based on the pacing we're in next session the overlord showdown and what goes on will probably be the season wrap up yeah so for what it's worth um, we've actually been hitting like really decent cliffhangers the last couple sessions yeah Yeah. plus also um, yeah, and also, uh, not only does Zevin get a bond with the Overlord, but oh, presuming, presuming that the Overlord was actually telling you the truth there, you now know what his actual plan is. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, holy fucking shit. Yeah, you right. know the secret that nobody knows. Nobody knows he's trying to destroy time and life forever across all of the universe so that no one will ever be hurt again. <laughs> or uh, ever have been. No one knows that part of the plan except maybe the Cenobite. <laughs> and even they, they probably don't know the full details of it. They think that he's going to cause damage here and, and something. They, no one really knows what's in his heart. You get to. You also got telegraphed how you die a few more times. I've been telegraphing that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, but it first happens I, everybody. First I faked it out with Tora maybe doing that, but no. It's clearly that large, black, armored, breathing shadow. <laughs> also that mirror is a source of power it comes up later oh, oh you telling me that i don't get to kill zevin come on i'm telling you that <laughs> much like your plan from the straight from the stellar intelligence and much like everything that's happening here i'm telling you in a possible future uh the fist of the empire guts zevin <laughs> and he dies alone unremarked in an unburied grave on some planet somewhere but you know that was a really good thing that Longshot was like was like have that, have any Jedi ever come back for our bodies? Because if you would have said ever come back for one of us, I would have been like, well, yeah, all the time. But for our bodies, I don't think they do. Like <laughs> I've never seen a graveyard in all of Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, the Jedi you go burn their dead hearts. <laughs> the Jedi burn their dead. dead. And then, like, I've seen different cultures have like a funeral. Like I've seen graveyards on like individual planets with like their own cultures but yeah no i've i've never seen like even a war memorial for the clones why would you (laughs) spend money on something you already spent money on right yeah oh my god it's really brutal so yes you know the full details of the lord marshal's motivation and intent which should help prioritize why you should not join the lord marshal and everything everyone is telling you is heavily heavily running on false pretenses which was the name of an episode uh this game or the other game (laughs) uh so you know keep that in mind when people are like just give up just join us come on together we'll make a galaxy free of pain and sorrow isn't that what we want and you guys like you have no idea what's coming it's like yo this is the most important thing any one of you guys could have learned (laughs) right yeah we were all about to join them <laughs> so oh. I believe it's okay for us to wrap up now, and the next session, yes. the last session we have, Please. will uh, will be you guys dealing with the Lord Marshal and his forces. Like you'll get to a fight with him at about the midpoint, and we'll see how much you can damage his Overlord stats. I am raring to go on that front. I am so excited for that. Hmm. Okay. Because like you guys could might body him, and you might have to retreat and be weaker than usual, and that might start telegraphing his downfall and stuff. It could be a whole thing. So, uh, I think at that point, I was Devin. 
I was Stephanie. Nicole. Peter. Ian. Holden. And this is sponsored by nobody. Signing off.